How's everything, you guys? This is Dietrich Davis from Wrestlers with Experience. The first couple of minutes of this episode is cut off because we had a technical issue. But I want you guys to know it's going to pick up from a point where we're talking about the indie scene and the indie darlings and this, that, and the other. You only miss four minutes and 13 seconds of it. We apologize in advance. Enjoy the episode. Thank you so much. Don't forget to subscribe to Google Play when you type in Wrestlers with Experience and also on Stitcher, Wrestlers with Experience, subscribe and download, and also on iTunes, subscribe and download to Wrestlers with Experience. This is Dietrich Davis. This is episode 26, and this episode is titled Going All Out for All In. On that, we're talking about the indie scene. We're talking about the indie darlings today. We're talking about about 50 people coming together to make something a reality. Um, and All In seems to be something Cody has broken the bank on it. Mm-hmm. He is, I don't, I'm not saying he, he's not strapped for cash, but they spent a lot of money on it. I'm not going to say the number. I've heard what the number is. I've, in this, that, and the other, we'll talk about that when we do our review of All In. We have a habit of doing uh, prediction shows, but not <laughs> we, we call review them, we shows. We call them pop shows. We call them pops. Yeah. We, Predictions, opinions, and previews. Yeah, and um, and we have a habit of not doing review shows. <laughs> but it is what it is. Right. You guys see it. We just talk about it later. We just don't call it a review show. But the first, th- the first thing I want to talk about is Vince McMahon, um, J- Chris Jericho on his podcast with the Young Bucks and Cody, and right. they were talking about. He said he spoke to Vince, and Vince goes, um, uh, "They should, they should have called me up." Blah blah blah. And I got the quote right here. Uh, speaking, he's uh, Jericho says speaking about speaking about Vince. I told him about four or five months ago, we were discussing it, shooting the breeze, and I go, "Oh yeah, in September." They're doing a show in Chicago. Vince is like, ah, I wish they would have called me. September is the worst time to promote. It's terrible. So with that being said, should we be watching Hell in a Cell? Since this is the, we shouldn't even be watching WWE television the whole month of September. Since it's a... Because uh, he just buried the whole month. Yeah, pretty much. So <clears throat> what's the point? Like it, That's what kills me. You still selling something in September, but you tell Jericho something, and you know Jericho don't know how to shut the fuck up. And he marches to the beat of his own drum. And he ran and he ran his mouth. And I guess him and Vince still have that relationship where he can do that. And yep. it doesn't hurt anything. Absolutely. But I think that was his way of saying, tell them September's the worst month. And unfortunately for them, September seems to be the best month. Because if they continue this, this is their WrestleMania. I would hope so too. <clears throat> I would think that because Vince's uh, mindset is you know, where it is and whatnot. Maybe it would have been like a way of saying like, hey, you know, I can probably plant a little seed in their head and say, hey, don't do this, don't do that or whatever. He was still you know. trying to control the narrative and it wasn't working. Right. And unfortunately, Vince, it didn't work. You, you're not controlling the narrative a narrative in this scenario. Um, and it, it just makes me laugh because here you are when you say something like that, if I'm working for your company, I would be very upset as a piece of talent because I know September's the month I'm getting buried. You know what I'm saying? Or September's the month he might shift around titles. But I always crack a joke around August, September, we always get some weird new champion because he's trying something. And maybe this is him exposing that and saying, hey, this is the time. Let's do something because it's not good for us. Right. But um, I'm not going to leave it on Vince. We know that the E is watching. Everyone... 
is watching this show. Yeah, we, we know that the E is watching. Not everyone. You got some people who just ain't fucking with Cody. Let's be, there's a lot of haters that didn't poke their heads up yet. Of course, but still. So I, I, I wouldn't say everyone is watching this show. I would say there, there are a lot of who's who's that are watching it. But there are some people, I've spoke, a few of my friends I've spoken to, they said they don't give two fucks about All In. And I get it. There are some people who are just they're WWE to the end. Yeah. There, I got some friends who are just New Japan to the end. Mm-hmm. There are some guys who are just all into the end, and and, and I and 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 there are some guys who are just all in on this. Um, but keep in mind too that you know, overall, when people think of pro wrestling, and I will say this again, whenever people hear professional wrestling, sports entertainment throughout the United the States, mic back just a little. You know, no, back, back. Okay. There you go. Professional wrestling, uh, sports entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's the WWE. That's what everyone and associate. You have the to. Sports it, it, to because it, it, that's and, what it is. You know what it is, and this is where, you know, I keep telling people people are worried about this and saying ratings this, and I've said this about five times on five different shows. It's not about ratings no more. It's purely about content mm-hmm. and. Whether the ratings drop down to 1.1 million people on Raw, the stock keeps going up a mm-hmm. dollar, a dollar, a dollar. Their stock at one point was 16 bucks when their ratings was the highest. But right now, they're producing so much content that their stock, I believe, is at $86 or something like that. So it don't. you got to remember, they have a whole subscription service that is providing 24-hour content. Whether you've watched everything... Right now, someone's watching a NWA um, yeah, or pay per view, or you know, whatever it was, Mid South or some AWA wrestling. Yeah, they're they're putting it down. You watching get, Global Wrestling Federation for the first time. Fuck around, Glow will be on there soon. You know what I'm saying? And then Who people knows? will be watching that shit. So and and two great female wrestlers came out of Glow to the WWE. Sure, so did. So it's one of those things where I think. There's going to be the who's 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 watching. I don't think Vince will watch it, but he will have people report on it. Yeah. Um, we know H will be watching. Of course. We know H will be watching. And Triple H has to watch because he's going to make sure that NXT goes head to head with them when they're at the guard and around WrestleMania season. Yep. And if I was in WWE, and not, I would never want control of the book. But if I had to talk to Vince and H and Steph and a few other staff uh, of the people who are the decision makers in the company, I would simply say, look, you guys, I know you don't give a fuck about the garden. I don't give a fuck about the garden, but I like putting my foot up people's asses. Let's go get the garden and move evolution from November to that night. And all of the girls get to have their own WrestleMania night at the Garden. See, I would have had NXT. I would have sold exclusives where I would have had NXT. I would have had the women's event during the day between the hours of 1 to, let's say, Mm 4. And then have fans take a break and then run over to NXT from 8 to 9. And I would have sold the tickets as a, as a combo package. I wouldn't have come down on the price. You buy one ticket, you get another ticket. 
So I would have been like, okay, if these tickets are normally $89 to $300, these tickets are now 160 bucks to 200 and something now to 200 and something now. Okay, I can see that. But then to 800 bucks, I mean. Then you also got to have a stack card on both those shows. Right. You you, you got to remember You can't have no bullshit matches, bro. Right. So Trish Stratus at WrestleMania season? Yeah. And the fact if the show was during the day. Yeah. We're talking about I'm saying 1 to 4. During the day, the women get their own fucking WrestleMania weekend show. And mm. they show up. And then you can have it. You can have a, a, a tournament. You can do whatever you want. You could, you could even you could have crowned champions at that show. Women's tag titles. Women's US title. Women's IC title. You could have did all of that. I would have blocked them. Not, I, would, I wouldn't have blocked them just to block them. I'd have blocked them and let them know, look, I want you to know. The dick is still heavy over here. <laughs> and the garden loves slobbing me the fuck off. And that's how I would have did it. I think they should have held off on Evolution, pushed it to that fucking Saturday mm-hmm. or that Friday, and then NXT, this, that, and the other. But, but I say all this to say, that's just the way I would have done things. I don't know who agrees or who wouldn't disagree. But I do say this. Um, tri- it's going to be Triple H versus Cody. And this now we have in the Mentu Wars because Triple H is going to study. And the one thing that Triple H has proven as running NXT is being a pure student of the game. Mm-hmm. And no matter what's happening in WWE, you could watch an hour NXT and appreciate it. So when we do get a two and a half hour pay-per-view of NXT, it's because he has re- gave us nothing but respect from hour to hour mm-hmm. just on a one hour show. And yeah. look at 205 Live. Look what he's done with that. Mm-hmm. It's stepped it up. He's turned it around. Imagine if you gave him just SmackDown. He'd turn it around He'll too. T- I think give give H and Paul Heyman SmackDown. Oh, damn. They'll agree to disagree to make things great. I think so too. You know, I, you know what I'm saying? I think though, that just, that's just my opinion. Um, that's what we do. We give our opinions. But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna jump into this all in. I wanted to start with the Vince thing because I think that was a little insulting to everyone who puts their work in in September. Yeah. And if that's so, please don't have no more pay per views in September and take the month off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying and, we and don't just, got an off season. And, and that's just, the month. And just do review and preview shows. Mm-hmm. Don't even do live raws. Don't even do live smackdowns. Just review. The shows mm-hmm. those day th- that month that would be the time to say okay you could scale back the uh, the the three hour on Monday scale back the two hell hour give me the Tuesday. fucking dog show in September then yeah bring that back remember that when they used to push the Raw the Westminster Dog Show right? yeah they would give you a rec- <laughs> they would give you the, you miss Raw for a whole week and you get the dog show and watch Raw on Tuesday yeah <laughs> um I'm just saying that's something. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that shit? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh man, I just caught a fucking flashback oh, off man. of that. Those were the days. So, but next, I want to talk about All In Starcast. All right. Um, if I'm right, this is a three day weekend event. It's, it's a three day weekend event. There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of um live shooting of podcast. Yeah. Um, it's a uh, 147 wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And you can go to Starcast. I mean, they didn't pay us to do this. We're just doing this on our own. You can go to Starcast.com and watch a lot. I don't think you can watch a lot of stuff, but you can be updated consistently throughout their website. Yeah. I don't think they built a. Actually, you can see everything on uh, Fight TV. Um, even Starcast. You can see Starcast on the FightTV.net. They was running something where that if you if if subscribers wanted to get everything, 
um, they would have been able to pay like $79 to see everything for today. So um, Friday, Saturday. Well, just like the whole, the whole of, they will see the whole of everything. Yes. Yeah, believe it or not, it actually starts. We're looking at it right now for us. It is 732 on a Thursday. It starts exactly in 28 minutes. Mm-hmm. If you would have had the StarCast weekend pass. Right. And believe it or not, it's $99. $99 plus they would have given you a $20 credit off of that mm-hmm. so it had been it well, that's been over like, with now yeah if you were to pre-order on monday or before monday you would have gotten it for like 80 bucks oh it's still 70. up here it's, it had it at the bottom it said order now to get 20 dollars credit for the elite app so i guess if you purchase an app subscription they were taking 20 dollars off i might kind of end up getting i might not get a chance because i won't be here i got a um you know Bizarre Royale, who used to be signing the Bloodline Records and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. His wife got a uh, Black Girl Rocks. Okay. You know that big award show or whatever that yeah. that VH1 show. Is, uh, this is, I thought that was BET. I think it's VH1. Black no, because she had the contract with VH1. Yeah, so but that's BET. They usually air it on BET. Uh, well, it's Viacom. They air yeah. it on all the channels. But I believe it's a VH1. Excuse us, we're we're not all over the place like bird shit. We're just talking accurate. Right. Um, I believe VH1 puts the money up for that. Yeah, Vi- well, you know they own it, so it's all Viacom at yeah, the end of the day. They fucking own it, so it's the big deal. You know? Yeah, black. You know what it is? They present it on all the channels. BT rocks, whatever it is. Um, that's my boy's wife who created that and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So there's awesome. a giant block party going on, and I hate going to it. I love Bizarre. He's fucking. This a, a old psychotic marine that became a rapper. Mm-hmm. I think he was too much for DMX when he was on the label, but that's my man's in them. Right. Um, I fucks with him, but I don't fuck with him. Okay, he knows that you. he's batshit crazy. He knows that. But going back to Starcast, I won't be. I don't think I'll get a chance to because I always go out to support that. Mm-hmm. But I think I will catch the rerun if I have to trap it on the bandwidth or not. So now one of the things that they're going to be doing, they're going to be doing a Monday Night Wars debate. Between Eric Bischoff and Bruce Pritchard, right? Uh, oh, but that's what I wanted to say. Which that's gonna that's gonna take place at Starcast, right? So it's gonna be 147 wrestlers, mm-hmm. 38 live shows, 50 hours of content. So you're getting a lot of shit. It's a lot in and, one. And one of those other things that they're doing too, they're doing a roast of Bruce Pritchard tomorrow. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so like every like comedians, wrestlers, everybody's mm-hmm. gonna go up there and they're gonna let's basically talk shit about. Bruce right. Um, is what's his name going to be there? Dave Meltzer? Does he have a Starcast booth or uh, anything like that? Because I think he should stay all the way the fuck away from that. I think he's going to be there. Dave's going to be there, but Vince Russo's not going to be there. Why? He's Vince he's, Russo was he, he changed right, the business right no, right before they right before they they announced all this other stuff. He mentioned like Cody, let's talk. I want to be a part of it. Cody told him, Go "Fuck, fuck no. yourself." Would you argue with him, though? Like, go fuck yourself. Like, get the fuck out of here. Who the fuck do you think you are? I don't, you know, no, I, I don't mean to be mean to, um, what's his name? I always forget his name because I don't care about it. Vince Russo? I don't mean to be mean to Vince Russo. I do mean to be mean because, you know, it's in my blood. But Vince <laughs> Russo is one of those characters who just, he's just, he's definitely a shit-eating grin type, you know, and... I think he's just one of those guys who he just doesn't know you just admit you didn't come up with all the ideas and Vince filtered 80% of the shit you put out. I would say 
at a time where this pretty much is uh, setting the, the, the new stoke of heat for the fire of professional wrestling, you don't want to use ashy charcoal to get a good burn. So I think that a guy like Vince Russo, who, in my opinion, Mm-hmm. He did some A-OK things, but he did a lot of questionable things. As um as as one would say, he jumped the shark too many fucking times in the wrestling business. You can't do the same, you know, pin the tail on the donkey pony tricks. Back a little. You know, you can't do the same. No, push it away like that. Okay, you can't do the same pin the tail on the donkey pony you tricks. You can get closer to it. Just, okay. I was trying to get the pops out. Okay, you can't do the same tricks over and over again. Right, and it's just... You know, sometimes some. You know, it's like what I say about um, and I'm gonna let y'all know. People know we're not rushing this podcast. We're taking our time with this one. Um, I say that when I say what I'm about to say. If you look at the movie Infinity War, Marvel blew their wad. There is no villain. Sorry to tell you, people, there is no great villain after Thanos. And you spent ten years getting to him, and now that you have him, you get him for two strong films, and he's gone. And the only other thing you can do is be honest with you. The only other thing you can really do is Galactus. That's so when you so when you blew your and you can't really do that because it's not going to work. So Vince Russo blew his wad in WWE, mm-hmm. and with blowing his wad, I think he didn't know he did that. You get what I'm saying? So it's right. one of those fucked up things. Um, but like you said, he jumped the shark. Way too many times. He fought Joyce, and he's ran out of gas barrels, and he don't got a bullet in the shotgun. And, and even if he did, that that shark is going to eat that bullet to get to his ass. What can he do next? I mean, he closed WCW. I'm going to let Mark talk for a second. Go he, ahead. He closed down WCW. Well, that no, was, AOL closed well, down WCW. Well, he, 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 Vince Russo fucked that up so that AOL, AOL can close that down. He went to Impact Wrestling. Damn near fucked that up for it to have like so many name changes. And then even prior to that too, he started his own little indie group, uh, which was not so memorable. And if many of you may have ever heard of it, um, it was called Ring of Glory, where he too was jumping on the uh the the Christian ministry wrestling bandwagon. Uh it, that didn't work. That really didn't make any sense when he was doing it back then. So virtually there's nothing left that a guy like Vince Rose, Russo can do for the wrestling business. Even if he was to call himself writing decent professional wrestling shows, professional wrestling TV, and creating wrestling content, there's nothing really much left in the business that he can contribute to. Yeah, I think... And let me tell you something. His podcast is not bad. He's one of those guys who... When you listen to him, he starts to make fucking sense. And then he goes left. And when he goes left, he goes all the way left. Maybe it's a New York thing. Maybe it's just a him thing. But he cannot deny that Vince was an extremely large filter for him. Oh, absolutely. You get what I'm saying? Right. And he needed that filter in order. That's what he needed. And that's what he didn't have in WCW was a filter system. And that's the fucked up part. You get what I'm saying? He Absolutely. needed that filter system and he needed to know how he was going about doing things. I think with him going to WCW and being the writer there, 
basically exposed him mm-hmm. and his abilities as a writer and uh, his abilities as a producer. Um, it, it showed it, re- it really showed his hand. And because of this, um, I can see why Cody and the Young Bucks would not want Russo to be a part of All In. I agree. And, and, and it's just, at least with Dave Meltzer, it was a gentleman's handshake because Dave Meltzer said they're not going to sell it out. Was, it was Dave Meltzer? Oh, excuse Dave Meltzer. Fuck I was reading Dave something. Meltzer. Dave Meltzer. Fuck him. Um, he, he said they wouldn't be able to do it. Right. And not only did they do it, they sold 10,554 10, tickets in 29 minutes exactly. Um, and then punched everybody in the face and sold 5,400 tickets on the weekend show. Mm-hmm. So, again, just on a first attempt, they created a weekend event. And I think September is going to be the month of Cody and the Bucks. I believe you know, so too. I, I, you know, I, it's just it's just what it is. Um, I want to read off what uh, today's current schedule, even though we're recording our podcast now. The Thursday uh, schedule just for the podcast will be five to seven p.m. The Bruce Mitchell audio show from seven to seven forty-five is the high spot uh, podcast, and then from eight to nine p.m. is sitting ra- ringside with Dave with David Pinsler. David Penzer, that's the uh, former... Penzer, excuse me. Yeah, he's the former ring announcer for uh, WCW. Right. Um, Yes, yes. Okay, I remember him now. And then on Friday from 8 p.m., from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., they are starting early in the morning, Mm -hmm. is Breakfast uh, Breakfast with Busted Open Radio featuring Bully Ray, uh, Dave Dave LaGreca, and more. Mm -hmm. 11... And I'm reading this because I really want people to get it in depth look in case they're not, you know, just in case you're sparked to see something. They're not paying us to do this. We're doing this because of the love of the business. Word. So if we sound long-winded today, sit back. Let us get you through to, to, to through work tomorrow, enjoy, Friday. Enjoy the ride, ladies and gentlemen, because right. this is an experience that you're getting, that we're all getting for the first time. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're used to going to, let's say, WrestleMania... We know that WrestleMania always have something huge. They have their weekend and their events and shit. They've always done like Fan Fest, and they were very, very big. They get bigger and bigger every Every year. year. So now imagine this. It's not imagine it. Look at it. Well, look at it. Look at it right now. You're going to get to see legendary professional wrestlers. You're going to see the up-and-coming pro wrestlers of today. But let me interrupt for a second. There's going to be guys who are just looking to get paid. And there's there's a lot of old niggas like, there's going to be an empty Virgil table. But but then we can even talk about what he's going to be doing on on the actual yeah he's going to be actual he's, but he's we're going to get on that but yeah. let me finish reading this roster down because it's, it's it's a lot but I'm gonna speed through it um so from eleven to eleven forty five is the greatest trivia with um Ryan um Saturn is uh twelve to twelve forty five rant with Ant one to uh one forty five is the Matt Mania podcast mm-hmm. two to two forty five is um. Divas drop kicks and dives. Um, three three forty five to four thirty is sport got sports guys talking wrestling, and four thirty to six p.m. and this is all the Friday afternoon, Friday morning to Friday afternoon is the time lamps uh, fan. And this is just the podcast movement section. Saturday we all know was the big show. 
Mm-hmm. So they have from 9.14 to 10 a.m., 9.15 to 10 a.m., pinned the Pro Wrestling Podcast. They have from 10 to 11.30, the Pro Wrestling Live with John Pollock and uh, Wei Ting. Um, 12 to 12.45, Kings of King of Pro Wrestling. Uh, 1 to 1.45, um, Predetermined, a Pro Wrestling Hangout. Then 2 to 2.45 is All Things Wrestling with WKTY Radio. And then three to three forty-five is WrestleView Live, and then Sunday, and then obviously Saturday. I guess they have a big break because they want to get everybody ready right. for the show and stuff like <laughs> that. And then we come back Sunday from nine to nine forty-five. New Age Insiders. That's a dope kind of. That's a dope that's a, show yeah. name, huh? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I mean, I know we played our. We didn't play ourselves, but we went with wrestlers with experience for a reason. But I kind of like that New Age Insiders. Word. Um, that's from 9 to 9.45, and then from 11 to 11.30 is Wrestlingnomics Radio. 11.30 to 1 p.m. is Voices of Wrestling Flagship, and then 1 to 2.30 is Marty, Sarah Love, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. And then finally, and this is just on the podcast side, is from 2.30 to 3.15, the WrestleCast Radio, which is a pretty decent wrestling show mm-hmm. so i i'm sorry i didn't mean to be long-winded i just wanted you guys to know and that's on starcast.com fight tv mm-hmm. um pop-up studio podcast movement and west one podcast network and stuff like that so those are the guys who are providing and helping getting it done they also have a giant i'm not going to read the whole meet and greet schedule yeah because they got a lot of heads there's a yeah. lot of heads I, I, it looks like it's over 50 names here mm-hmm. and everyone it just looks huge i know one of the events there it looks like it's over 100 people i'm yeah. being honest with one, you one one of the thing, one of the other things that they're going to be doing is they're going to have uh have it where fans can also experience cutting promos and they'll get to cut promos with tony Schiavone. Mm-hmm. uh they'll be able to wear let's say like a rick flair robe an authentic rick flair robe and stuff like that mm-hmm. um all kinds of like really cool shit and they're even gonna have a tailgate party right before the show makes sense it's chicago they can get away with it. i mean you have to do like you know i don't understand how wwe has wrestlemanias and don't have wrestlemania tailgate shows you're inside of these giant you're not like at madison's and this is why madison square garden doesn't work because you can't do tailgating but no. you know what you can tailgate at the MetLife Stadium. Mm-hmm. You know where you possibly can tailgate? On the back streets of Brooklyn when they're doing the WWE events there. And I think that's, it's not that Madison, and I buried Madison Square Garden. Don't get it twisted. And I'm still buried Madison Square Garden because it's not the building it should be. But the business of presentation has changed and people want that sports feel. People want to have, you know, cookouts and watching WrestleMania on their computer next to the building, even though they're not in front of the building. You're only going to get that at the MetLife Stadium and shit like that. But you know, hypothetically speaking, if they were to do, let's say like a tailgate party of that magnitude, they could probably do some little setup in Central Park. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. Tailgating, that's not tailgating. That's a fucking cookout. Tailgating is sitting in the parking lot when you can't buy a ticket yeah. while, while everybody is jumping from pickup truck to pickup truck, RV to RV, mm-hmm. cookouts, this, that, and the other. They should create a tailgating event. And it'll work because you can have wrestlers who are not on the roster come out there and just come out there and, and shake hands and eat your food. Like imagine Big Show not being on the show but you gave him a hot dog and took a picture. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean 
I, if people say, uh, I got great ideas, I'm a marketing mad, madman. All right. I just, I just believe that there are certain things that should be done to, um, just to give the fans something, something huge and something big to bite on and, and do it well. So, you know, and, also, just so you guys know, go to StarCast.com. There's a lot of shows up there from the Monday Night <clears throat> Debate with Bischoff and Richard, Ruth Pritchard. There's Botchamania, which I've watched that channel grow. Yo, everybody's watched Botchamania. I think I, he's. I think he might be one of the first YouTube guys to do it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Well, if you think about it, right? Um, Botchamania was the was was the the video show that showed every fuck up in professional wrestling, and it just it humanized. It humanized and humorized professional wrestling because there's botches that would happen all over the place, and you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta eat catch them. it. You, you gotta, gotta catch it when it happens. It. And, but then it's like nobody would. But here's this guy. He just took the time to say, "Yo, because he, he was recording the show." And let's. <laughs> and what would happen if we do this? And then we added this in here, and then added all these. It it just grew. Right, it, it really grew, did. and it's. It is just one of those things. So let me get down to the to the as Mark would say, the meat and the potatoes, that that good old Southern term that yeah. I say he made it his. Yes, um sir. and I'm putting that on a shirt for him. Oh fuck um, boy. tickets went on sale on May thirteenth at four tw- at four PM, sold out four twenty nine. Dave Meltzer suck all they dicks. Um just one of those things that went down. <laughs> but let's talk about All In. I want to talk about the announce and broadcast team. As you see, I mm-hmm. went into a little bit detail given it here. Yeah. So the interviewers. I mean, I'm impressed with what you did. Eric. Oh, yeah. I put in somewhere. I, I want our show to have a, we're growing our sound. So if we're not interviewing people. I know uh, you went out to a couple of indie shows. We're not going to mention their names because it's about All In. We'll talk about that next time. And right. you told guys that we had the podcast. And we're a slow growing show. But by next year, I think. We will be in the top fifty or top one hundred list. That's just my. Even if I'm in the top, we're in the top two hundred of wrestling podcasts. I'll be happy with that. Listen, we we putting in that work. Yeah. So um. So that's what it's about. We putting in that work. So let's talk about the um the announce team. The announcing and all in team. So we have Alicia. How do you say that last name? Out. Alicia out. Alicia out. Um. Obviously. We have Sean Mooney, who's going to be interviewing, and Alicia Out, who's going to be interviewing um, them. If you mm-hmm. didn't know, she used to work for Smash Wrestling, Rise, and many other indie promotions. We got Sean Mooney, who was a backstage interviewer from 88 to 1993. If you don't know who he is, Google it. Word. You'll know his image. He sat in front of the WWE monitors. Yes. He was a little bit center, annoying. Yeah. He he sat at what I used to call the Vince position. Yeah, Vin- back in the right, day. Right, right, right. But um, you know, but he but he made he made it he made the shows mm-hmm. worth watching, especially when they would promote all of the shows in the local towns in the local areas. Right. So, so it just made like the like the in between stuff good when you would watch superstars and wrestling challenge back in the day. Right, and then we got um. Uh, for commentators, the first one is Cyrus. Um, yes. and if you want to go to his, uh, Twitter, it's Cyrus over the edge. I've always liked him. When he was in ECW, is Cyrus over huge? Excuse me. Um, um, he's 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 the vice president of Impact. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also goes as Don Callis. He also commentates for them. He's an English commentary guy alongside Kevin Kelly for the New Japan shows. So this guy knows how to call professional wrestling. And I would say today, um, I would love to see him and Joey Styles side by side. Actually, you know, it's funny they did. Well, at one point at ECW, at, at ECW right? On on TNN and I love them or Spike both. TV. 
you know. The, yeah, and sometimes on the ECW late night show. Yeah, they they did. They before did they went together. into Spike TV, right. they did work together. They did this stuff together, and he was huge. And like I said, and just like what Dietrich said, also, man, like if you really want to catch up on, like, New Japan and want to watch it with the English commentary, he's the guy that you gotta just watch. You just gotta watch him. You gotta listen to him and Kevin Kelly and Rocky Romero go back. Yeah, and forth. They, they, they really yeah. They capture the action and they make it work. Um, let's see. You got Ian. Uh, how do you pronounce his last That's name? Ian. Um, Ian Riccoboni. Right. You got him as a commentator. He is. He's more of ROH's people. Mm-hmm. We fuck with him. He's also part of the English commentary team. He left to to join the New Japan's. English commentary team. No, he took over. Yeah, he took over when Kevin Kelly left. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He left to join. As you saw in the notes, I think I put there in February 2017 when Kevin Kelly left. He left to join New Japan's English commentary team. Right. Um, then you got who do we got? Excalibur, famous Mexican wrestler. What, was he a Mexican wrestler? No, he just was a dude who wore a mask. Right. Yeah, he's from Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Right. You know, any I think what happens is that when you ever whenever someone sees a mask, they assume, they, they assume he is luchador. wearing a luchador mask. Right. Yeah. So I was I, I don't know much about him. What I found is what I put down there, as you saw. Mm-hmm. Um he's joining it. I think he's gonna I, I would love to hear how he sounds mixed in with Don Callis. Yeah. AKA I like I like to call him Cyrus, um, as I've known him to be. Mm-hmm. And then we have for our ring announcers, which would be Bobby Cruz right. and Justin Roberts. Anyone knows Justin Roberts is from WWE and Bobby Cruz is from Ring of Honor. Right. Um then we're gonna jump down to our referees, and this you know one of these guys used to be one of my favorite wrestlers, but I'll get to them. Let's so the referees and officials is Paul Turner, Rick Knox, Todd Sinclair, Earl Hebner, which we all know is a famous twin of the other uh, Hebner, one of the Hebner twins. Son mm-hmm. is a referee in WWE. Is he still a referee in no, WWE? He's a referee in Impact. Is now he was a referee in WWE, then became a referee in Impact. He's there now. And then we got Jerry Lynn, who if you don't know who Jerry Lynn is. He's the reason why Rob Van Dam had some. He, that's yeah. one of Rob Van Dam's best components. Uh, components, you hear me? Opponent. Competitors, yeah, competitors and opponents, opponent, and wrestling yeah. history of ECW. Those yeah. two. Oh, that D, when they would get, when he would hand RVD a DDT. Yeah, it was a three sixty off the head. Absolutely. You know Jerry Lynn, formerly also known as Mister JL mm-hmm. in uh, WCW, uh, which they didn't do him no justice there. This was at the time where their cruiserweight division was. Uh, just getting off the ground. And like you mentioned, uh, Todd Sinclair, uh, the senior referee for Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. So everybody knows Todd. He's refereed a lot of important matches in ROH. Right. Uh, Earl Hebner. We know his history goes on for 30 years in WWE. Everything from WCW, NWA. You know, If they're smart, they'll use him for a screw job. Well, he's been he's been involved in and like, a few more, right? He's been involved in like three screw jobs. <laughs> yeah, not, ju- not just the Montreal screw job. There's the MSG screw job. job. There's a bunch and of them. And then there's the Friday night's main event screw job. But the greatest one is we know when Vince made his sure he was a part of the screw job. So these guys and Jerry Lynn has a history all on himself. He's yeah. um not a wrestler I ever wanted to imitate, but j- I definitely appreciate. I think. Guys like him, and I'm going to say an awkward name right now, Kid Cash, were underrated and never got the opportunity to expose. And I think Kid Cash could have been the Chris Benoit replacement if they did it right. Yeah. When he yeah. woke up and got big. But I'm not going to sit on that. Um, 
and I want to bring up the sponsoring, which is um, Hot Topic, Crack, uh, Cracker Barrel, Pro Wrestling Tees, and TGIF, also known as Fridays. Now, let's talk about um, Hot Topic and Pro Wrestling Tees. And well, Pro Wrestling Tees is a... I think they've brought more business to Pro Wrestling Tees. Just Cody and the Bucks and AJ Styles and Bullet Club has brought more business to Pro Wrestling Tees than anything. And also, it's Hot Topic still, I believe, number one selling shirt. Next to the Rick and Morty, I think they go back and forth between the Rick and Morty merchandise. I'm mm-hmm. not too sure. Right. So I would say Rick and Morty, Bullet Club, Los Ingrenobles. The fact of the matter is, is that. Uh, well, Los, I looked at the numbers. Los Ingrenobles, however you say their name, it's nowhere near these motherfuckers. Well, they're, but they're, they're but Bullet Club cool. themselves. Bullet Club is, Bullet Club but is those always dudes, be number one. But. Those dudes are like number 100. And so I look at the Hot Topic list all the time. But and I'm, they ain't nowhere near. The Bucks, Club, <laughs> the, the Bullet Club, excuse me. But just the idea of this, and being that it's in Chicago, also they're doing a, um, they're having a, a like a, I think they're also having a party, too at the uh, at the store, and of course I believe, um, tomorrow CM Punk is well, going to be at. Um, allegedly, at, they're not sure. Now there's a fifty-fifty. There's a fifty-fifty. Now okay. that, allegedly, there's a fifty-fifty right now, with that. Um, I believe Colt Cabana's in the area. So anyway, so um, <laughs> well, I mean, well, yeah, but look, hey, he's a you know but they, see, they they pre sold a lot of pre sold a lot of tickets, and I think he did commit to still attending there to do this. To do I the think signings. that's I, you get as the as the ticket always say, everything Cars is subject to change. change. <laughs> um, but you know, hot topic is no surprise that they would sponsor hot topic. If they're going to be selling shirts and stuff like that, you want those hot topic people there. Mm-hmm. Cracker Barrel, that whoever whoever had that relationship, let's applaud it. I don't know how they pulled that one off because they don't the, touch. I think it was the Bucks because they eat there all the time when they travel up and down the road. Well, Cracker Cracker Barrel, yeah. Also, they're a. I don't think that's the same Cracker Barrel we're talking about. Not Cracker Barrel cheese, but the Cracker Barrel restaurant chains. I I thought this was the Cracker Barrel candy company. Nah, Cracker Barrel restaurants. So uh, we got to figure that out because a lot of these relationships they said didn't come from where people thought they were coming from. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it was because like Fridays, people think it's Fridays. And I, I legally, I'm not going to say what it is, but there's a long story behind how Fridays comes in to the play. And me and you talked about that mm-hmm. off camera. So long story short, these guys got a lot of, um, they pulled out, yeah. they pulled they're not the biggest companies in the world, but they found companies to put money up. Pro Wrestling Tees, it only made sense for them to get in with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With all the wrestlers that's going to be on that sh- uh, show and tell and mm-hmm. the scheduled list, you'd be stupid not to put money up into this event. Word. And and Fridays, they're definitely a part of it, though their food sucks and it's completely horrible. And I think that's, I don't understand how it's still open to this day. Well, they go to the one in Japan and, and the quality is better. <laughs> I would, I've been to Japan. N- you, I don't trust. No. Well, I'm. I'm I've never been to Japan, but I'm just saying. I, I don't. The quality is even worse. That is a company that really needs to close down. And they, there's a lot of American restaurants that are in Japan, and people want American style food or Asians want American style food, and that is one of the worst restaurants you will enjoy in Japan, and it's even worse in the states. But they go there to eat it, though. They go there to eat it because the only place you're gonna get a shitty steak. That's well, well, that's, yeah. that's that's smaller than the thickness of your the side of your hand. However, back to pro wrestling tees on Sunday, they're going to have Kazuchika Okada there signing autographs mm-hmm. and taking pictures. 
uh, on Sunday after the after the event. So um, that's going to be a big deal too. At um, depend, and, and again, I, I want to be careful because uh, these letters you get from these uh, Apple people now and this, that, and the other. None of this shit is technically a big deal. There just happen to be people who would find. I don't want no one to think we're changing the narrative. Mm-hmm. There are people who would like, who would enjoy meeting these guys at these events. Me personally, I wouldn't care to meet any of you motherfuckers personally. I just would go watch the matches and leave. But there, there are people who love these guys independently, and I, I support the people who support the wrestlers. Well, fuck, I do. I, I, I like Okada. So, but you know, legally. I can't support an individual <laughs> based off of how things are set up. But I can say the, uh, there are people who love these guys yeah. and you can go see them and I'll support the people who support them. I don't think people understand. We got one of our episodes shut down based off of how we spoke about Roman Reigns once I finally got down to how it went down. Gotcha. And they removed. I want people to know this clearly. On iTunes when they fucked us, and this doesn't happen too much. Would you mind me take a second to go look for this, Mark? Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me go over here really fast. So as he goes and looks oh, I found it this. already. They removed. <laughs> they, hey, when you go look at wrestlers with experience, you guys will notice that episode twenty is missing. And because we sided with some people and because we went against some people, giving them individual mm-hmm. support and non-support, they said that we were being biased on the left and on the right. Therefore, iTunes removed episode 20. Oh, Google okay. Play removed episode 20. So if episode 20 is missing, please understand it is not us. And it affected our number count going into 21 and 22. Right. So we recovered at 23 up until 25. So I want people to understand. So would that be the missing these, episode? Yeah. So none of these or guys. The lost episode? No. It is, it'll, it'll, it's the taken down episode. Okay. <laughs> See, most like, you know. Mark is te- trying to cover it up. I'm keeping it 100 Okay. With it's, them. it's the taken down episode. They I was took gonna, it down. I was going to say, like, you know how TV shows sometimes have like that bonus episode or the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. lost episode and shit like that. I think, oh, great. We got ourselves a lost episode. No, we was we was we spoke too heavily against Roman Reigns. So it's the taken down episode. And they took it they took it the fuck down. And if people look at it, we ah. didn't miss number nothing. They took it straight the f- if it's even so serious that when you go to our site where we harbor it, they even shut down the share options. Woo. You could only play it from that one place. And they and that is it. And there's a warning before that I did not put on there. Oh damn! Right. So I'm a fan of Okada. I think he's a great talent. I'm gonna say this legally to the business of New Japan. Mm-hmm. I think people are going to enjoy seeing him at pro wrestling tees and seeing him wrestle on the card. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly where I'm gonna leave it. Word. Um. <laughs> So, <laughs> but going down on that point, we the got, we the got. the theme of the show is going to be uh, downstate. I think they made a custom song called "All In," or they just or they found a song that they had already had and they're using it already. I don't know if they made it just for it. I got to look into it. Mm-hmm. But I'm with it. We also is going to be on WG in America the first hour. I believe we're both. Well, I won't be able to see. I know you'll probably be watching the first hour. Yeah. Um, which is called Zero Hour, which I think that's a dope title. 
Zero Hour All In, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, exclusively on the IWG in America, and then All In starts on 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Honor Club, right. which you can go to Honor Club or Fight TV and WG, uh, wherever they go, purchase and watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be at the All In, All In is going to be at the Sears, uh, Sears Century Arena. Um, I've been there one time before for another event. It's not a big place. Needs to be updated, but it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, as you guys know, it's in Chicago, Illinois. And then let's get down into the matches and who we think is going to win. Are you prepared for this? Um, I'm prepared. So Let's not we... rush. Let's take our time. All right, let me jump in on this one real quick. Mm-hmm. The all-in, over-the-budget battle royal for a shot at the ROH World Championship title. Mm-hmm. We got the following participants. Brian Cage, Jordan Grace. Mm-hmm. We have Moose, Rocky Romero, Chicago's own Coke Cabana, Ethan Page, Billy Gunn, Jimmy Jacobs, Marco Stunt, Trent Beretta, Chucky T, Brandon Cutler, and Virgil. All right. That's 15, right? Uh huh. They said it was going to be 15 people or more. I believe so. I think it might be. More. I think it was 15, 15, right? So let me ask you a question Who do you think is going to win? It's going to be very interesting, but um, I think they probably might do something different. What I find interesting is that Jordan Grace is the only female participant in this battle royal. Right, which I think that's Jim making sure women got a presence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can say, if I, if I can if I can predict mm-hmm. my winner. No matter how outlandish it is, go with it. Virgil. Okay, so I'm going to put on next to the notes. <laughs> I'm going with Virgil. I'm going to put Mark right here. Mark. Mark's, Mark says Virgil, and the reason why, one, Virgil's going to get a So one ass. coon to beat up another one? Damn right. <laughs> I like to see I like to see two black guys fighting and fighting over something worth something. Two mandangos. I'm, I'm, I'm just BSing. <laughs> I, I, the, I, actually, the my real pick is going to be Coca Banner. All right, so I'm so not Virgil, Colt Cabana. Yeah. Okay, so I'm putting that down in the notes, right? So when we come back to this uh, next week, I'm gonna. Now I got a weird idea about this. Let's put in Mark's pick. I got a real strong idea with this. I want people to hear me. Somehow Flip Johnson is gonna be in this. Flip Gordon. Flip Gordon, excuse me. Somehow Mark. Uh, his uh, he's gonna be in this. Maybe dressed as a bear. I agree with Solomon the, the podcast when I heard that. But that's not who I'm picking. I wouldn't be shocked if Cody ended up in this match, won it, went on to win the ROH Championship, and we get title for title, upping the ante. Both both things on the line. The wife taking back the ring. Mm-hmm. Now he presents the belt, and now the standing ovation with the ROH and this, that, and the ROH and the NWA champion. If you want to build into the Madison Square Garden show, one man needs to carry both belts. Interesting. Very I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. What I'm saying is there's, there's room, there's, there's ways to adjust the margins. Mm-hmm. And when you can adjust the margins, I think that I, I got a funny feeling Cody is going to end up with that title. Okay. 
I'm I'm surprised uh you didn't say uh Rocky Romero. No. I, I, I think I think there's a lot of great names. Let me tell you something. Cocaban is a good name. Mm-hmm. Rocky Romero is extremely strong. Brian Cage is okay. Jo, uh, the the female Jordan, that's her name, jo, um, yeah, Jordan. Jordan Grace. If she did win, it'll be a knock at uh, like a sexual harassment match <laughs> for your boy. You know what I'm saying? I'm just cracking a joke on that. That's why I'm doing this. Yeah, Ethan <laughs> Page, Billy Gunn. It's probably going to show his ass that whole of course, thing. Of course, I think the person who does not belong in the match is Moose. I really don't. I don't like Moose as a wrestler. I'm pretty sure he's a great guy, but not my favorite wrestler. Mm-hmm. I I just can't get into him, and it's nothing personal. If he take it personal, he could take it personal. But in Virgil, I think that's their way of throwing the gimmick in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I really feel there's going to be two or three extra names in this battle royal, mm-hmm. and it's going to be Cody. Though Rocky Romero is a, I love him as a wrestler. I think he's probably one of the top fifty wrestlers in the game right now. I can't wait to see how many times he hits his forever clothesline on everybody. Right, you know, what I'm saying? It, 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 in in Colt Cabana, I wouldn't be shocked if he's a former ROH champion, former ROH champion, a former NWA champion. Right. So for me, I can see a couple of things. But I got a funny feeling Cody's going to show up and win that title. Or if not, it's going to be Flip Johnson. Because they, they're they also running the joke how... I yeah. mean, I keep saying... You know, cause I got a friend called Flip Johnson. Um, it's going to be Flip simply because they're running an angle how he's not booked on the show. Right. now, And that's the only place for him to come in at. That and then perhaps something else. Because there's another... There's another... There's a an alleged rumor going on that the... Uh, the Bullet Club OGs is looking to make an invade, making an appearance there. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if someone interrupt the Omega match, which we know Tamatanga interrupts the Omega match. But we'll get there okay. because that's the place for him to be. Um, you can go on to the next card. Okay, we next got, on the card, we got the Briscoe brothers, multiple time ROH, still in the zero champions. hour. Still, no, this is uh, this is a zero hour still match. Still in the zero hour, right? right. Uh, they will be taking on SCU, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky. Um, I'm going with the Briscoes. They just they need they need something right now, and this is the first time them. But yeah, remember everybody from ROH who's on this. This is the big show. Yeah, this is the big time for them. Absolutely. No disrespect, but um, I think the Briscoes are gonna come over. I think we're gonna the, the Briscoes are very talented. I'm surprised they're not in the E <laughs> yet. Yeah. Those are guys who needed WWE. Um, I'm going. I'm going with SCU on this one. Right, and, you know, and, and I'm saying that simply because they just look like they got it. I, I, I don't know. There's something different about this match, and I think the booking. This is not a big card. No, but this is a very strategic card. Very, very simplistic, but it's uh, it's going to work. And then uh, let's see. Let's move on to the next one. The uh, the next match, which is going to be on the pay per view, the opening match on the pay per view. Well. They didn't. They there's no order, but this is the order I just put them in as I was putting okay. it together. Uh, Adam Page, Hangman Page, taking on Joey Janela. His, I don't think Joey Janela belongs on the show. Well, I don't think so either. But they added a stipulation to this contest mm-hmm. earlier this week. It's going to be a Chicago street fight. This is where I believe Flip belong against someone like Adam Page. Those two can get it in. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal opinion. I know people may disagree. Um, 
I'm not a Joey Janela fan, so I'm just going to side with Adam Page taking the win. Well, considering that the way that they set this up, uh, Adam Page has this ongoing feud with um, <clears throat> professional dick wrestler Joey Ryan. Um, and, I think we shouldn't have said that, but I got you. That, <laughs> you you should have said Joey Ryan. But he's he's known for he's known because for, I, did we just let, uh, let me apologize, people, because in that. case they told us, in case they say we labeled him as a um, sexual or adult entertainer, right? Okay, I'll stand on the fact of that correction, but that's what he's known for. He's known for utilizing his lower extremity in his wrestling matches. Yeah, with that's the, part the, of his gimmick. I, what is it, like the spin or it's the like 360 a, it's spin? Like a, it's like a hip toss, right. but with the... With his, with his um, what's a good word for it? Could you, without it sounding oversexual. He's using it with his male extremities right. to, to give you a hip toss. Mm-hmm. Um, I question the man who always goes to grab... That area, but you know, it's and I would have looked at him and just kicked him. Like, don't ever whisper that in my ear. A lot of people, um, a lot of purists, don't like the fact that he does that, but that's what he does. But however, in this angle, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, allegedly, Joey Ryan was killed. And yeah, I was he, reading. And it was accused, and it was, and it was, it was allegedly stated that Hangman Page. Did it in a um in a in a rage. He was like talked into doing it because he wanted to prove that Joey Ryan was a fraud, mm-hmm. and he did that, and he proved it, and he made Joey lose like a lot of self esteem. Right, then, it's like a rebirth almost. Yeah. So then Joey Ryan started getting his um his 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 mojo back and went back into doing those holds again. Right, and then uh, on being the elite, one of the episodes, Joey Ryan, quote unquote, was murdered. By uh, Adam Page and his boot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, recently, oh, man. so now I mean, he's at haunted. least making it work. Yeah. So he, it's he's being haunted by his wrestling boots. So every time that he goes somewhere, he usually walks barefoot. Or if you watch the opening of Being the Elite, you're always seeing Adam P- Hangman Page uh, shining his boots. So who are you going for? In I'm this going contest? with Hangman Page on this one. I, I like Hangman Page. I really do. And he grew why, on me. I'm gonna let you know. I didn't like him in the beginning. I think I said that very early on, but he grew on me. I think he was. I think when I went to the um, the Hammerstein Ballroom earlier this year, I remember he did the moonsault off the top of the um Cage? The balcony. No, the balcony. And that got over big. And then his performances in the G1 Climax. Just he did phenomenal in that. Yeah, for sure. Even though he didn't, he didn't win the contest. He definitely did phenomenal. He got two big wins in the in the G one climax. So yeah. I expect him to uh, to keep his momentum going to beat. Uh, so Janella. you take the next one, then I'll read off the rest. Okay, we got Tess Blanchard versus Madison Rain versus Chelsea Green versus Britt Baker in a, in a um, four way with um with the women. Now, here's something I, I want people to take note. Earlier this year, I said we should say allegedly with Tessa Blanchard. And I'm going to explain why. We all know why the legal reason for using allegedly. We don't know what's going to happen. And it was one point where she was on it and she was off it and she was on it and she was off it. And when her husband got signed, there was two, and she had wrestled in the Mae Young Classic, the first one. Yeah. It seems like she was in the runnings for being signed to the company. And... When you're playing with WWE, WWE knows how to put run a mean long game. And ironically, a few people got signed right before you knew they were going to appear on... All In. Like, I'm pretty sure if All In wasn't happening, 
what's that young dude who wrestles barefoot now? Um, Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle would have been on this show. Wouldn't have been signed to WWE so fast. Maybe he would have. I'm not too sure, but there was a. I'm pretty sure if somehow they could have got him, Matt Riddle would be on this show. Mm-hmm. I say this simply to say Tessa Blanchard is on the show. It seemed like she was being looked at. They signed her boyfriend or husband, Ricochet. Mm-hmm. They let him keep his name. She has the Blanchard name. Mm-hmm. She comes from wrestling history. Mm-hmm. It had been nice to see her and Charlotte side by side. Yeah. Two former this, that, and the other. It didn't go that way. I'm glad she's here. I think the E is going to be looking at this match, and I think Ricochet wants his wife in the company. Right. And I think this this is where she shows her ass to see if she thing, should. Right? It does her <clears throat> thing where she shows. Me personally, I don't think she's going to win the match, but I'm always going to follow a horseman, so I'm going to pick Tessa Blanchard. And you know, if she doesn't win, or she, she still wins even if she doesn't win. Right. Um, she can also pretty much be a good challenger for the um, women of wrestling, w- the women of honor, uh, right? Women's championship title, right? Out now. Um, the next match on the show is Stephen Amell versus Christopher Daniels. I'm not a fan of Christopher Daniels, but I love his wrestling. I just never been a fan of his. I couldn't relate to his look or anything like that. Um, just, but you can't deny this is one of the best wrestlers yeah. in the business, and I believe he's almost fifty. He's almost, he's, yeah, he's almost 50 I think he's old. 50. You know. Let me look this shit Chris, up. Chris's um, history, I think he's like, he's 45. Nah, I remember him saying something about. Because he's, I think he's. Uh, well, I think he's older than that. He's oh, old. yeah, you and Cracker Barrel, the restaurant company, Old Country Store. Mm-hmm. Um, I meant to throw that in there once I looked it up. What I like about this is that. He's 48 years old. This is a match. March 24th, 1978. This is a match. 78? Yeah. I mean, 1970, and he's 48. I'm okay, sorry. Okay, it's about the same. You know what? It, a lot of people don't know. I'm old school. I was taught to speed read, so yeah. sometimes I bring the left and the right together, and then mm-hmm. it gets jumbled really fast. So forgive me if I miss saying things or putting stuff together, but he's 48, born 1970, March 24th. What I like about this is basically this match right here is the veteran versus the newcomer, and... um. And in most shows, you need matches like this. I wouldn't say Stephen Amell is a newcomer. He has a very lucrative contact with, with WB. Right. And, um, but professional wrestling-wise, this is his third actual professional wrestling match. Right. And I still won't call him a newcomer. Um, once you've danced in the E, newcomer is over with. But what I will say is this is the celebrity match. Mm-hmm. And I think for the first time, we're going to get a real celebrity match who can do more than five moves. Right. And he's obviously been training with them. Mm-hmm. You see he was sitting there in the ring with Cody and them. You yep. could tell he's probably been working with Christopher Daniels behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. I think this is, I think, like he said, he's a guy who loves wrestling. I love when he said to Cody, I said, if you guys need me to help out to help sell tickets, I'll do whatever you want. Yeah. And he goes, like, obviously you guys did not need my help. Um, I think people are sleeping on this match. And I think Christopher Daniels is the perfect dance partner with him because yeah. Christopher Daniels, like I said, I'm not a fan of his, but I will admit when someone got something. He, has he the, is a ring general. He has the years of experience. Man. And he's gonna, I think he's going to lead him in the right direction. Yeah. And I think Stephen Amell is going to have the crowd popping at least four or five times. I believe so, too. And Chris, Chris Daniels is going to do the same also. And I'm going with Chris, uh, Chris, uh, Stephen Amell for... See how I mix Christopher and Amel right. together? I'm going to pick Stephen Amel as the, the winner of this match. Because 
this is where Cody gets that. You got to have that celebrity element. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to have this. He's not, you know, Cody and the Bucks are not stupid. And I think this is just, it looks like a mixed match, but it's going to work out perfect. The next match on the show, oh, who are you picking? I'm going with Amel. You're going with Amel? I'm I'm going to agree with you on that one. I'm going to go with Amel. Yeah, it looks like but he's definitely. I, I, but I would still say to a certain degree, I, I, I kind of also want to root for Chris Daniels. You know what I mean? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Only because he represents everybody who's almost fifty still wrestling still, and still it's doing still going it. Right, he, strong, he's man. the guy who leaves hope in all in all of the us old guys. You know what I'm saying? Anybody <laughs> over anybody who's at forty or over forty is like, yeah, Word. he's still doing it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, next on the match, I don't think this is going to be a sto- show stealer, but it's going to be a very interesting match. I, I don't think. It, see, that's the problem. This might be the worst match on the card, and I'm gonna tell you why. Okay, tell me, go, ahead, go ahead. You tell me why. And I'm, and I'm Okada is a great talent. Once again, he's in a he's in a fun, he's in a foreign realm. Just being in America, we know that New Japan is still being introduced all over the world. Even though it's going to be hardcore wrestling fans there that know him, that know him, but that doesn't mean there's a difference when an American or a Brit is over in Japan wrestling. The world changes when it's unlike Mexicans. Mexicans gets praised in the states; they're practically a part of the states. Mm-hmm. The Japanese is still that you know pre Cold War, this that and the other yada yada. So when we look at him in the states, Okada's technically will be labeled as a bad guy, though he'll get respected and he'll get cheered. Yeah, Marty Scroll is our hero in this situation he has the performance he has the look he has the, interest, he has the yeah. umbrella mm-hmm. uh, americans can relate more to an englishman than a japanese man right um i just feel it's a good i think it may be a good match but i think it'll be the most lackluster match on the show i think competitive wise you're gonna see a technical wrestling match between both okada and marty i think you know what i think we're gonna see Someone doing their finishers three times or four times each. Expect and and I'm, and we won't. I think we'll get minimum wrestling psychology and then just absorbing it all in. I think what's going to happen is they're going to tell the story of junior heavyweight versus heavyweight because mm-hmm. that's what the story is. Here's the trick. I want to. I'm glad you brought that up. There is no size in this in this show. It's, no. It, so I don't think we're going to get junior versus heavy because that's. We haven't. We're telling the American story. I think what we're going to get is. Across the board, it's competitor versus competitor. Mm-hmm. We're not looking at weight classes. We're not. They, they've <laughs> taken that element. That's the New Japan element. That's the WWE element. They've taken all of that out. <clears throat> I think for the first time, we get to look at guys as all equal, no matter what their sizes are. Right. And the fact that these guys were holders of the of uh, New Japan Gold. Uh, within the uh, within this year, mm-hmm. Marty being a former IWGP Junior Champion, Okada coming off his uh, his two his two his two year run mm-hmm. as IWGP Champion, twelve defenses uh, that's in the record books. It's gonna be a real good match, and I say scientific wrestling wise, you're gonna see a lot of chain wrestling. You're gonna see a lot of groundwork. Of course, you'll see some high flying, but the high flying is gonna come from Okada. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I don't. I, I think we may get two high flying moves from Okada, but this match, maybe I'm wrong. This is the oddest match on the. For me, this is the oddest match on the card. <clears throat> it just seems like, I don't know. It just 
you know, I maybe maybe I'll be proven wrong, and I have no problem being proven wrong. But instinctively, this match for me is a little bit different, and I think <coughs> we're gonna be like, ah, oh, the match was okay, and they got through it, and it still get praised because every match is gonna get praised, whether they're good or bad. Mm-hmm. But this is this is uh, a little bit different. But who you're going for for the win? I'm going with Okada on this one. Yeah, you see, my instincts are saying Okada, but I wouldn't be shocked. Because if, if there's going to be one foreign win, that's going to be the foreign win. Yeah. I'm 50-50. I feel as if Marty Scrooge will win, though it looks like Okada's going to get it just to make sure, you know, just to tell New Japan thank you. Yeah, and it's the build. It, and basically, this match in many ways is a momentum builder because uh, after they go after this, mm-hmm. Marty's going to go and challenge in a mini tournament to crown the new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, and Okada <coughs> will be challenging Tanahashi for the G1 Climax Tournament um, contract. Right, so... For um, the Tokyo yeah. Dome contract. We'll see what happens. We'll definitely see what happens. <coughs> I'm really... Excuse me. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I'm really 50-50. I'm going to pick randomly, and I'm going to say Okada simply for to make, make sure New Japan gets their respectful rub. Right. <coughs> Next match I got here on the listing. Now... This is the so this is the show stiller. Pentagon versus <coughs> Omega. You need to want us to take a break for a second there? Nah, we can go. We okay. Can go. Pentagon versus Omega. On some real shit. This is the show stiller. All right, let's this talk is about gonna, that. And I'm gonna tell you why. This is gonna be the violent match of the night. Not because of weapons and this, that, and the other. This is gonna be uh, in a very aggressive wrestling match. And Pentagon because Kenny Omega can match Pentagon's speed, ability, and style. Mm-hmm. And Kenny Omega is 100% the king of adjusting the margins. Yes, yes, he can. In professional wrestling. And right now... Bass is a chameleon. He might be the... Um, I wouldn't call him a chameleon because he doesn't replicate, but he can definitely... Like Shawn Michaels Adjust is, adjusting, is adjusting <coughs> the margins yeah. for sure. Um, Kenny Omega... Versus Pentagon Junior. I'm, I I never talk about this because we don't talk about um Lucha Impact stuff like that or... and we don't talk about Lucha Underground. But this is my second favorite wrestler in the world, mm. and I'm not doing it for a sucking or, or for sucking him off. He just has a different vibe to him, and to me, this is what a masked wrestler is. Not that Rey Mysterio shit, and not 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 knocking Ray Ray, and not knocking any Mexican wrestler who puts a mask on, but when you think Mexican wrestler, this is the motherfucker. Yeah. And he, not that he gets bloody, I'm not a fan of blood all in the matches and, and weapons all in the matches, but this dude can perform and I hope he never goes to the E because he'll never get the respect he'll deserve and there's no way to market him. And the Attitude Era, this could have been the dude Steve yeah. Austin whipped ass on. Right. But Kenny is going to adjust the margins. Kenny, I think they've already worked out this match. This this is the most mixed match on the show, but I yeah. think this is the show stiller, <laughs> and this is the match that people blow their wad and go, oh, my Holy God, shit. nine stars, because they can't even hold their own rating system together. Um, and it's just the fact that they get a chance to see Kenny Omega work a match. Right, and, and honest to God truth, I, this is the match I don't know who's going to win. What do you think about this match? Well, <clears throat> I've only seen Pentagon work a few times. Yeah? Um, That's the Lucha Underground King. Yeah, I know. And, oh, my God. And, if, and, if you don't, when just, you get a chance, watch that. And he came off a really good run with Austin Aries right. uh, for the Impact title. 
if you want to watch a good match with him, um, it's him versus Vampiro. All right. Even I though, I, and I'm I not. A, I saw clips of that. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of like I said. I'm not a fan of blood ma- uh, bloody matches, but that is one of the greatest stories ever told on television mm-hmm. in wrestling. One of the greatest stories ever told in wrestling, and it was like the student and the teacher passing of the torch, right. and it was just done right, and it was aggressive, and no one expected Vampiro to come out. Um, oh, it's just one of those matches. Get in there and do but this thing. is this is probably the best wrestler. These are the two best wrestlers on the show. And one other thing, too, is that Kenny Omega can get pretty aggressive also. I bet you Kenny Omega asked for that match. He can. He's Behind that, the scenes. Probably did. Yeah. He, he He's proven that when he uh, wrestled Jericho earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of bloodshed. Those aggressive. Like, a lot of bloodshed. This is why the they work. Because that match, work, that's a very, it's, it's not the greatest match, but that's a very intense match. Yeah, it was. But. Pentagon, that that's the match, and and I, yo, I just I'm just shocked. But who are you picking for the win? Uh, I'm going with Omega. I'm fifty fifty. I feel Pentagon could take it because Omega could eat a pin. It's not going to hurt him, right? The new and now if the IWGP Championship was on the line, which I think they should have done, I would say Omega. I think they this is where they should have put the IWGP Championship on the line, but it's not about the IWGP Championship. Right. It's, a, it's about the NWA Championship, right. which we'll get to. So then here's here here's my deal, right? Mm-hmm. The reason and I can also add this one layer of frosting to why I say Omega wins. Mm-hmm. I say Omega wins via DQ because of the Tongans attacking him during the course of the match. Maybe was the end of the match. Maybe or. They eat him alive after the match. If he gets the pin, they eat him alive after the match. If he gets the loss, they still eat him alive after yeah. the match. Yeah. But this is where we get the Tamatanga experience. Um, right. That he, if he puts that on a shirt, he should thank me. The Tamatanga experience. Shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, matter of fact. And I'm going to say this. Matter of fact, I suggested something about a shirt that the motherfuckers need to do anyway. There was a, a, a family tree. Of Haku, mm-hmm. Tonga, Tama, and Leo, their little brother, all together on a shirt. Or, I mean, on, in a picture. Someone put together. She right. dope. And I said, yo, y'all need to make a shirt out of that shit. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say this. If Okada wins, Kenny doesn't. Mm, okay. Not to go back and forth like that. If Okada wins, Kenny does it. If Scroll wins, Kenny does. Okay. That's how I'm looking at it. This is the only way you can do it. But New Japan is not scared for their champion to eat a pin when it's a non-title match. Right. They're definitely not scared. Um, what I got next on the list is yeah. the match I care nothing about, Jay Leafu versus the winner. You said the winner was going to be Colt Cabana. I'm thinking it's going to be um, Cody or Flip. Because if Flip wins, we get a three-way dance for the for the in the in that event for the ROH belt, right? Right for the for the NWA championship and the ROH belt. If Cody wins, then we get the match that everybody they swerve everybody, and I think they need a swerve. Um, Jay Lethal, we both know this guy from Ace Pro Wrestling. Great talent and a little bit of a fucking haggle right now with the sexual. With the sexual comment um, accusations, we'll let him go through that. I'm not going to dance on that. Um, The reason why I said this is my least favorite match because this match is a to me the gimmick to get them to the world title. 
and my personal opinion. So I wouldn't be shocked if this match went on second and then whoever wins it gets that break to show up towards that main match. Now, I don't know if you saw this week's episode of Being the Elite. Mm, I think I've seen, I think I, I think I watched at least 15, 20 in the last. Okay. Two, so you've been so you've been following up with the the segments with Jay Lethal on those shows, right? No, I really when he comes on, I just don't pay attention. Okay. Well, he's been doing these things on the show where on one of the one of the matches it was reported that he had a concussion. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is is that every time that he's talking to like any of the talent, doesn't matter who it is, mm-hmm. they'll put their hand on his shoulder and he'll go into he'll go into black machismo. And then it'll tap out, he'll be done. And so all of this was building up until he went into the restroom because he was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not feeling too good. He went to go wash his face. And then they pulled the Hogan Ultimate Warrior mirror, mirror gimmick with Jay in the mirror. Talking to himself. Talking to himself as Black Machismo. He's like, that spot. We don't want to be bad oh, actors. Me. That spot, that that spot at um All In, it's not you. You're staying home. I'm coming there. The only reason why. Make sure you're still doing it. No, no bad actors. Like, That's what YouTube said. The only reason why you're there is because of me. Black Machismo. I carried you. You're a nobody. You're nothing. So stay home. I'm taking your spot. Um, Just to let you know, I, I do a pretty good macho man off air. And we're going to keep it that way. Um, So I don't think Jay Leaf was only on this show for that title to move. Unfortunately. He's a great. I don't like this title reign of his either. I think they went with him because they don't have no one else to hold the title. And if what's-his-name was not injured, he would still be the champion. Okay. Uh, what, what's that guy's name? Um, <sighs> Always said him and Goldust should go at it oh, at WrestleMania. Dalton Castle. Right. I think if Dalton yes, Castle wasn't injured. Yes, yes, yes. So I think he's a, he's a transitional champion at this moment. And if you notice... He has a, He's being booked, but they, there's not a lot of the rest of the rosters talked about. And the, for for the first time, the Ring of Honor champion is the least talked about person. Now you know it's interesting. This would have been a good one on one match between Dalton and Jay at this show for the title. I agree. Or you never know. Maybe Dalton may show up and win his title back. You do not know. I mean, we don't know. We, they never. It's not like WWE. We get well. He'll offer injury. They don't tell us those stuff in Ring of Honor. So we do not know, but I, you know, I just feel as if this is the title to get. This is the match. See, when Cody said title for title, when Nick said title for title, everyone expected him to win at the ROH show, right. and they expected him to win. I think this is the swerve. But um, I may be wrong, and I'm not trying. I'm just, I'm not saying it over and over to push the narrative. I'm just saying. But what they call the semi main event, they said the the first semi main event technically is Okada Pentagon, uh, Omega Pentagon. The the main the, the other semi main event second to last main event is going to be for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, which mm-hmm. is Nick uh, Aldis versus Co- uh, Cody Rhodes. I'm going Cody every, every, all listen, the way. Th- there's, there's there's no question about that. And and I, and, and I want to give my psychology on this. Go ahead. Because we talked about this off camera. Mm-hmm. This show is very important, and even though they're not using. And you people can go do the research. Um, they're not using all of the NWA re- uh, lineage for um, an old man's reasons for Vince's pocket. 
I think they're going to get the belt to him because that'll be the first time a father and son. Yeah, there's father. You can say it. The camera's going to see you leave. Gonna We're going to be for. Uh, yeah, don't don't knock that. That actually turn it behind you so it doesn't knock right. fall over. Right. Um, so for the first time, it'll be the first time in NWA history that a father and son have both been NWA champions. But if you follow it, technically, they're not all the way following the NWA lineage in this scenario. Um, I think Cody's going to win the belt. I think it's important because this is not an actual federation as of yet. We don't know if they're going to give us call letters. We don't know if it's going to be called All In Wrestling. We don't know what the moniker is going to be. We know this is an uh, uh, independent event just called All In. I 100% solely believe Cody wins this title because going into Madison Square Garden, you're going to need Cody. And Nick Aldis is a great wrestler. He's a great talent, but he's not Cody Rhodes. And Cody is technically the biggest, one of the biggest superstars in this event. And if the NWA... And um, what's his name from Smashing Pumpkins? Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins wants his company to grow. The best strategic thing to do is have Cody Rhodes walk away with this world championship and hold the fort down. Now, here's the beautiful part. As you just heard us talking about I on purpose said the ROH championship match, though I think it's going to go on earlier in the show. I honestly believe Cody is going to win the Ring of Honor championship and then we're going to get that title for title. And if Ring of Honor and Cody and the Bucks went in on the Garden Show, then we know for a fact it would be best for business for Cody to walk in with the ROH championship and the NWA championship straight into Madison Square Garden against the WWE when it comes to their NXT show. And that's... That's not saying that Cody gets everything because it's his show. That's what's best for that's what's best for this for the independent business of right. professional wrestling right now. Cody walking in with both belts into Madison Square Garden, whether he wins them or loses them both there. Still, hey. Cody walking in NWA champion and <laughs> ROH champion changes the business forever. Well, this you- is give me a second. This is not the history changing event. It's the pinfall at Madison Square Garden that Cody's going to be under that is going to be the history-changing event. This is the beginning of the charge. You know, I got to agree with you with um, with everything that you were saying regarding uh, the, the ramifications of this match. Mm-hmm. It's very important, and um, I'm looking forward to it. And I, like I said, you know, I'm going with Cody Rhodes. Yeah, to it's, win the NWA World Championship. You know, and, and I don't want people to think, again, I'm not forcing the narrative. I'm not saying this has to happen. What I'm saying is sometimes, you know, Dusty Rhodes never thought his son was going to win the NWA Championship. And this is the one time you kind of, you, everyone would probably say you wish, even Triple H would say, I wish Dusty was around to see his son do that. Mm-hmm. Because whether he worked on the show or not, Dusty would have showed up to watch his son wrestle front fucking row and would have been a fan. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if a few WWE wrestlers bought tickets to the You event. know, and, and what's interesting, I'm kind of hoping that uh, Goldust 
is there to support his brother in this this venue. Even if he's just in the back. Yeah, just to Just be in there. the back, just to support yeah. and doesn't have to worry about the bullshit. He's not hurt. He's almost out the WWE anyway. But at the same time, I think this is this is something that this is a once in a lifetime moment. Yeah. And I don't think any other independent company, any under group I mean, let's face it, New Japan came to the States, they couldn't rock a show out. They no. they and they will eventually, but not now. But going into Madison Square Garden, and Billy Corgan brought up Madison Square Garden, and he goes, it's very important how we all look going into the garden. Mm -hmm. And he's right. And he knows his company's title belongs on Cody, and ROH knows their company title belongs on Cody. And Nick Adonis has been a great champion. He's been a perfect champion. Mm -hmm. He has been the standard bearer of what they brought in when they got it off of Tim Storm. He lifted the... He lifted the, when he got the championship, he lifted that banner. He's taking it all over the world with defenses in England. Yeah, it, keep going. Canada, Hong Kong, and New Zealand and other places around the world. And I get, I get where you point that out, but I'm not going to give the credit to Nick Adana, Nick Aldis on that. I'm going to give the credit to Billy Corgan because he's the one who knew what to do with that title. Mm -hmm. He could have easily put the title on him and it stayed only in Hollywood. Yeah. He could have did that. And your champion is only as great as the Booker man. And that's the truth. I know that's never been said before. I've never heard no one say that. It's something I've always thought in locker rooms. It's something I think about when you watch the E, the champion is always as great as the Booker. And right now, Vince may be a great businessman, but not a great Booker at this moment in history. And the Booker... Um, knows what to do. When you look at when Hogan was champion, whether he wrestled two times and he was there on every show, mm -hmm. Kevin Sullivan knew what to do. You get what I'm saying? Kevin Sullivan knew how to be that booker man. Even though it changed the book chain's hands, Kevin Sullivan... He knew how to book Hogan. He knew how to book Hogan. And you're only as strong as your booker man. And Billy Corgan has strategically put Nick Aldis in the right places. And it also Nick Aldis being willing and accepting to what Cody is doing. I will Now, this is where I will give Nick Aldis his credit. He showed up. He was in shape. He presented. He did it right. And Billy took a chance using him as the champion because mm -hmm. he could have kept Tim Storm, but he knew he had to go with someone younger if he wanted to make it work. And I think Tim had no problem passing that torch right. and moving it forward. But truth be told, that's the right per he's in the right place and he's the right person to eat the pen. Yeah. And he's the only person with him and Corgan together, Billy Corgan together, they have really put together something phenomenal. So I'm not gonna say all the credit doesn't go to Nick Aldis. I'm not I I'm gonna stand on my uh, square and say Nick Aldis gets some credit, but it's Billy Corgan who gets a lot of the credit. And again, I will say this statement the champion is only as strong as the booker. Mm-hmm. And that's what's most important. Um, we're both going Cody. Yeah, we're going with Cody on this one. I can't argue. <laughs> it's his. Um, the other thing, which is the main event. Six-man tag match. We yeah. Got Rey Mysterio. Well, hold on. Let me. There's a reason why I wanted to read this off. Um, Excuse me. <clears throat> this match, at first you didn't know where the Bucks was going to be on the show. Right. And... For some reason, I would have thought they would have opened the show to guarantee a strong opener. You, you only as, you, you're only as strong as that. Um, 
So we have Rey Mysterio, we have Bandino, we have Phoenix, we got the Bucks, we got Kota Ibushi, and this is the one match I don't want to see. I feel that that NWA championship, whether the ROH championship is involved or not, should be the last match, no questions asked. Right. Because it's really the main event. And I feel this is where they're copying that WrestleMania 1 shit. Now, switching... <clears throat> Look, we like you said, we're not sure if this is the official match order. <clears throat> well, we do know the three last matches is Omega, um, Cody, and the Bucks. Okay. They said these are the main events, and then remember there was a video where they said we're gonna give you the main event, and it was gonna Kenny Omega said I don't want the main event. And he goes we're gonna give you the semi main event. He goes oh no no I don't want the semi main event, and then he goes we'll give you the semi semi main event. I think that's how they said it. He yeah. goes okay. I'll do that. But he, you know, it, it, I like the way they set it up because it, we, once you put Omega on there, it looks like it's the main event. Right. Um, but she was about to say. So if you play, if you place the six-man tag mm-hmm. before the, um, the NWA title match, this can fit. And the reason why I say that is because, one, you got four attractions already in this match. Yeah. With the Bucks. Ray and Ibushi. Yeah, the other two guys, I don't think they're main. I, I get it. They're great guys, no due respect. But those other two are not main event guys. Right. And and me personally, Koto Ibushi is not a main event wrestler. Well. He's a great mid-card. But he's definitely, he's not main event status yet. Well, he still, he still has a ways to go. Mm-hmm. But I like what a lot of people saying is that, and even uh, Tanahashi said that, maybe the guy just needs to, Stay away from the Bucks and Kenny and everything, and going about and do his own thing. I think that's when we'll out. see him grow, and he hasn't been able to do that ever in his career. Um, no, but he's come close so many times. And is and I don't want to see Rey Mysterio get injured again. Were you gonna blow enough? Him and Kevin Nash should be sitting side by side in the hospital when they get knee injuries. Well, true, but you know what? Rey's been doing pretty decent uh, with his warm up matches mm-hmm. uh, going into this event. Mm-hmm. So. It's going to be interesting to see these uh, these guys mesh their styles. I know that the Bucks um, they've worked Phoenix and um, Bandito at uh, I guess in uh, in Mexico. Okay. Uh, so they've they've done some matches against them. I think even Crash or whatever, mm-hmm. which is you know Conan's um, Conan's um, um, promotion in Rays, because I think Ray got some kind of ownership in Crash. I'm not too sure, but yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. But um I didn't even know that. I didn't even know he had ownership in anything so, when it comes and to wrestling. He has, he has something else too. So he has he has he diversified himself in wrestling down in Mexico. Cool, cool. So you can expect for the Bucks and um to do a lot of lucha maneuvers with Phoenix and Bandito. But the eyes are gonna be on Coda and Ray. So expect for them to pull out some real shit. Yeah. And expect a lot of high flying from all six of these guys. Yeah, I think this is the. I think Where, if the crowd is not blown out, yeah, psychologically. But you, let me tell you something. How many matches are on this card? We got one, two, three, four. That's four. It's like eight matches. Yeah, when you look at it at total, counting zero hour, one, two. Mm-hmm. There's two matches in zero hour, right? Um, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten matches. Mm-hmm. This is not a large show, and I like that. It feels like it's going to be under two hours and a half, and I like that. I think that's what it is. We're going to get a, a phenomenal two-hour-and-a-half show, and the crowd is going to be psycho. 
Let's not talk WrestleMania 13, Shawn Mike, Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's that psycho Chicago crowd. Yeah. And this is going to be hardcore wrestling fans from mm-hmm. all over the United States. And around the world. Yeah, not many tickets around the world, as they said, but definitely United States driven. Yeah. This is hardcore heaven. And we're gonna get we're gonna get those we're gonna get that nineteen ninety eight crowd. So I say in this particular case, the Bucks in, in Ibushi. And I'm gonna say and I'm gonna tell you why I'm gonna go with Ray and them. Because the Bucks, they don't need the win. They don't need the win. And Ray Mysterio is about to go off into the E. The Bucks won. The tickets sold out. Pretty much. The tickets sold the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? They won. And if they make they if they make half their money back, they really won. Yeah. So they uh this is a big event. This is you know, it's it's the I'm not gonna say it's a history making event. It's definitely historic. But the historic event goes down to with that world title, with that NWA championship. That's where I think everyone is not looking at that just yet. We're looking at it, Mm -hmm. but I don't think people are really looking at it as that. And I want to commend them on the 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 booking, not uh, the build up to the show. This is not WWE where they got week to week to week to make packages. These guys are building this with ten minute videos here and four minute promos after matches. Yeah. And three and and twelve minute promos before matches, and you had to be. This is, this is the show of the fan who of the person who watches wrestling on the internet, mm-hmm. and it's a pay per view that's going to be driven on the internet. And I would love to know what the numbers are. We talked about this last night when we was on the phone. I wouldn't be shocked if W if W uh, what is it going to be on? What is it? WNGN? W W um, G N W the WGN network. Yeah, the W. Uh, well, if it being on the WGN network, WGN America, I wouldn't be shocked. I don't think they're going to pull under five hundred thousand people. But I got a funny feeling they're going to pull around two million just on zero hour, and I wouldn't be shocked if two million people bought this. But because you got to understand. I'm not talking to wrestlers. I'm talking about the fans in the UK, mm-hmm. fans in the US, mm-hmm. Japanese fans, mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. I got a real funny feeling. Um, pay-per-view numbers are going to be watched. And if they get, let's do the math. There's going to be, how much is the pay-per-view? $39.99 if you just buy that alone? Probably $39.99, yeah. So if you about do bucks. $40 times, let's just say, Six hundred and fifty thousand people. Just for you people to know the numbers, the math says twenty six million dollars. Just that six hundred and fifty thousand people. So if you do forty bucks times, let's just say five hundred. Let's just be nice. Forty dot zero zero times, and I like, and I want to do the numbers so I want people to think. They're not making no small chump of change about. And when they say the shit is over budget, it's over budget. Men lie, women lie, but numbers don't. Nope. So forty, let's just say they get four hundred and fifty thousand people. That's eighteen million dollars. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know now, I'm, <laughs> and the show already sold out. So you go to Master Square Garden with twenty one thousand seats. You know what I'm saying? And again, they're charging another $40. The numbers may grow by 100 to 200,000 people. Right. 
And we're not talking about reruns. We're not talking about the other 60 bucks in a package with you getting everything. Mm-hmm. So I got a funny feeling. They and, and I want people to understand something when I say this. Vince McMahon has and his team has programmed us to watch the WWE Network. We have been programmed by Netflix to go to our computer and watch a show. On our phones to watch On it. our phones. So when you're watching on any mobile device, phone, tablet, just like what you said. So if you're... And I want to say this clearly. I want to say this strategically. Um, there are some people who watch wrestling illegally when the pay-per-views was first getting hit online. You're watching it on any illegal website ran out of the United Kingdom. Still, with that being said, this is a big, big thing mm-hmm. when it comes to the numbers. And that's what I want to know. I want to know what the sales are. I want to know what this. But 40 bucks times five, 400,000 people is 450,000 let's say pre-buys I got a funny prediction they're going to have around 400,000 purchases online that's 18 million dollars Fight Network is going to get their money this that and the other this changes the pace of independent business and and professional wrestling and I also think too that any wrestler Mm -hmm. on this on this on this card Mm -hmm. especially the the American wrestlers they will get a sizable payday they will get global recognition national recognition i'm willing to put money down that no one made over forty thousand. i'm pretty sure there's a few ten thousand dollar paydays i, I can five thousand dollar paydays but i think this is be a part of something great mm-hmm. versus being a part of something else I think maybe only two or three people are getting in on the huge gate, huge portion of the gate. Right. And I think a lot of guys are doing this on great handshakes and this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Get yourself to the building, this, that, and the other. I don't think no one made over 50,000. I'm being on, uh, personally, if, if even though I'm saying, okay, look at the numbers, they can they probably possibly make $18 million at 450 buys at $39.99 a person plus tax. Do the math got to pay for that arena which is already paid for mm-hmm. you have to get the merch set up the hall set up mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that get we don't know what the we don't even know what the stage looks like yet right that and that hadn't been revealed and, right and so let's say the stage cost them a hundred maybe three hundred thousand dollars to do you know what i'm saying lighting pyrotechnics union workers in the area this yep. that and the other mm-hmm. now we're looking they're gonna know when they walk into madison square garden it might have needed three companies to come in and put their money together with New Japan, Ring of Honor, and this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. with Cody leading the charge to make that money. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if the Garden Show cost maybe over $15 million to produce. Mm-hmm. I might be 100% wrong. But when you start looking at numbers and, and New York State wages on unions is not playing. And let me tell you people something. Madison Square Garden Union is 32BJ. And you're not getting 32BJ out. Anybody who know the union workers are 32BJ, when if you change a basketball rim to the skating rink, they have to change your rate of pay according to what it takes to do the job. So if they put in a basketball rim up, take that rim down. You have to change your rate of pay from that to putting the ice skating rink up. So some of these guys are making major bank working at the garden, mm-hmm. and that's just costly in its own. Now running wires, running this, running that, cutting off seats, building a stage, 
Cody and them might have built one of the biggest looking stages we know. They have to go all out in order to go all in. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, that's why I'm going to call this episode Going All Out to Go All In. So mm-hmm. um, these niggas is nervous. Well, these niggas, you get, I don't give a fuck. You put money on the table because this could be the worst wrestling show of the year. I mean, it, you're, you're investing in yourself. Yeah. And on a personal note, because, you know, we, we've talked about this off air about investing in yourself. Me and it, you've, that's been talk- me and you, and you, we're, you know how much I put into this. Right. This is, this and, is a, and, a year's and, worth and by, of salary. And by you schooling me into like, hey, you know, Mark, investing you yourself. Invest in you. You know, you can, you've done for so many others, but now it's time for you to do for yourself. It's time for you to go and um, show people that you can do something. You got a goal, go for it. Right, especially when you get that, when. And you have something that can come to you and you can use it to multiply. Right, and that's the thing. It may not, there's been a lot, and I want to say this to a lot, and I'm saying this to you because this podcast is about us. Of course, naturally. <laughs> but, um. We got that experience. Though. Even when you um and that relationship, even when you um, you know, sometimes in life you get that lick. And you got to remember, Cody got shitted on a lot, and then he made a lot of money mm-hmm. outside the business. Imagine Cody and the Bucks saying to themselves, "Yeah, we should do this," and they're sitting on that money. This is the mentality of I'd rather go broke to get. To, I'd rather go broke to go this. And even with things happening in your life, there are things people don't. I mean, I'm not going to expose something, but your boy is designing an apartment for Mark. I knew someone, this, that, and the other. That is not me saying I'm doing this. I happen to know a situation. He needed something different. Let me go in and work on this. No, no, no. We're gonna. I'm gonna handle this one personally. But it still takes you to show up and say, "Okay, this is what I need. Right. This is what I get. This, that, and the other." Mark is working on his music. He's investing in his own music, uh, getting ready the stages of getting his equipment, doing this, doing that, uh, putting video content out there. We live in a generation with 10 years ago, Mark, couldn't have, you couldn't have done this because the labels, you don't need, they would look at age and this. You don't need none of that no more. It's you doing the work. And I'm waiting for Mark to do the entrance music for yeah. our podcast. But um, I'm, not, I'm just whispering it because I, I'm really waiting for it. Well, but uh, I know he has to go down and take care of it so it's no rush. But this is my... Okay, thank you. you know. As long as you don't say uh, headlock, uppercut, I'll fix you type of shit. <laughs> We're good. But anyway, um, no, but you know what I'm saying? I think, and I say this to say, I think Mark understands at this moment the investing in yourself. I'm big on investing in yourself and there has been times where for the first six to seven months I didn't see a return and then all of a sudden it was like well can you do this that and the other and it was because of the shit I did that turned into a return sometimes I saw an immediate run back Mm -hmm. and it was amazing but you know they're nervous they just they put I'm not gonna say they put all their money up but I'm pretty sure a sizable amount of money I'm pretty sure he said to his wife you can't get that bag this week and let me tell you something, whether he's married to a black woman or a white woman, the black woman is the most ride or die woman on the planet. Facts. And she riding or dying with Cody. Mm-hmm. And she's she's by his side. And I think if he wasn't with her, he wouldn't be able to accomplish a lot of this because he, I think she grounds him mm-hmm. very well. And I think and she believes in him. And when she looks him in the eyes... She is not a white. It's not a black woman loving a white man. It's not a white man trying to split some brown oak. 
that's his life partner, and I think he couldn't have did it without her, just like Vince had Linda. And I don't think Vince could have did it without Linda because that's the person. I think she knows how to take his emotional stress and turn it into some good positive work. Mm-hmm. And Cody does something different in his. I mean, you look at all the images are all in. There's a the, no no homo, but there's a twinkle in his eye. And if you look at everybody's eyes in the picture, even the Bucks. Yeah. This is Cody. You got. This the, is really Cody. You got the Bucks' father, and their wives standing mm-hmm. behind them. Mm-hmm. But um, there's something different about Cody. There's something well, magical right now. And and you you know what it is? Personally, I think it's the spirit of his dad. And I say that because mm-hmm. when you when you whenever you looked at his father, right? His this father, is what his father would want him to do. His father would would like yes, do this thing. One of his last things he told him before he died, man, if you want to go out there and make a name for yourself, go on and leave the nest. Yeah, don't, it, be af- it, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to fly out the nest and spread your wings. And you know what? So I think if Cody's father was alive, he wouldn't have done this. And I think because he doesn't have his father to rely on or his father to have those conversations with, he knows what to do. Mm-hmm. So I think half of this is knowledge and the other half is instinct. And I think Cody got a mean prediction machine. And I think Cody knows how to sit back and go, hmm. And don't think the Bucks looked at him like he was crazy when he brought this shit up. But I think Cody got a mean prediction machine. And if we all thought Triple H was going to be the next Vince McMahon, it's Cody Rhodes who's going to be the next Vince McMahon. Cody said something very interesting. What was that? In the la- one of the last um, promos they did for the mm-hmm. go-home show. Yes. I, I, know, I know what you're about to say. Go ahead and say it. When he talks about the ownership of professional wrestling. Vince does not own professional wrestling. We we all do. I tell everybody, and I've been, I've been telling everyone for years, for years, as, as a wrestler myself, I tell everybody, and I've told everybody, there's more to professional wrestling. Let's come back a little. So, you know, yeah. there's, there's more to professional wrestling mm-hmm. than the WWE. Always has been. I've read a lot of magazines over the years, and especially Pro Wrestling Illustrated, The Wrestler, and all these other magazines. Mm-hmm. I would spend my my three, three fifty, four, five dollars when there P- was the prices at on, the time. Yeah, on those PWI um, annual magazines or monthly magazines, and I would see those rankings from the National Wrestling Alliance, the World Championship Wrestling, World Class, USWA, uh, Global Wrestling, uh, World Wrestling Council, you name it, Oregon, Hmm. um, um, Pacific Northwest Wrestling. uh, We got it, the whole, we we got it, yeah, yeah. Like, my mind was like, yo, there's more to this. But I think everyone knew that. I think the issue is the payday the payday was WWE was the, was the was the WWE and we know it was the end all to be all as far as and North really American st- wrestling shows and it really still and, is and it still is and you know but then training and becoming a wrestler the goal to many of us is to make it to go to WWE mm-hmm. but then I started to realize too that with the independent outfits the independent organizations out here there are other roads. Push that mic back. You popping a little. Sorry. There are other roads mm-hmm. um, to making it to the big dance. Yeah. There are other roads there. Look at AJ Styles. He went all the way around the river and to grandmother's house just to get the grandmother's exactly. house. Exactly. So he went from 
WCW doing spot shows in WWE, going to IWA, going to all these other places, Impact, New Japan, Wrestle One, New Japan Pro Wrestling, to the granddaddy of them all. Rey Mysterio went from AAA to come into WC, to ECW, WCW, and into War Wrestling Entertainment. You know, it's funny you say that. I would never put Ray and AJ in the two in the same world because AJ has had the greater career. Ray Mysterio has had a his push was really WWE. Right, but it's just but, that it, but it's it's the path. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you know. But I think Ray was always trying to get to WWE, where AJ wasn't. Right. We can even go as far as back with. Uh, Look, like you lost your train of thought there. Where no, you go? I, I'm actually <laughs> think, I'm thinking about it right now. I was going to say like even even Dusty. I'll, I'll go as far back go as far as with. Dusty yeah, but Rose. see, Dusty was oh he's from the South, so the W. It wasn't WWE. It was NWA and WCW. WWE right. just happened to be late the latter year of his career. But prior to getting towards that latter part, he did have some. He did have some frequent stops there, and he helped draw a shitload of money for Vince in those in those times. Yeah, and I think also I think with W I think with WWE and those guys, it was this is the paycheck because Vince was always the youth youth movement. Yeah, but he knew because when you got Dusty, you you, you played him out. You really played him the fuck out, it and like was, it, it was like hey, Dusty, it's a relaxed mo here. Put the polka dots on, do your thing. Right, you know what I'm saying. And you really played him out. So to me, but he knew it. It was a, I, I think he, not a cash grab, but I think he knew this is was putting, this is was putting food on the table. The, the help feed Cody. Yeah, and the, the help and the help Dustin. Yeah, the th- this is this was the this was the put food on the table scenario. So, but the fact is, everyone has a different path to go to. To oh what yeah, they this... consider the big dance. And when I look at when I look at this, I see now with this with this show, this is high stakes right here. Um you don't have to feel that okay, the WWE has to be the big show for you. Maybe you 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 you, you do all in. This could be a shot for somebody to perhaps get an opportunity to go to New Japan. Hold on, let me say that. Let me let me I'm glad you said that. I don't mean to interrupt. When I look at every person on this card, no disrespect, there's only two opportunities on this roster. All due respect to Jay Lethal, that the Ring of Honor Championship is his glass ceiling. I don't mean to be fucked up. Kenny Omega, sky's the limit. Pentagon, sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. Okada, sky's the limit. Marty Scroll, there's a glass ceiling. Ibushi. Christopher Daniels, Chris O'Mell's Hollywood. He, he's in a different scenario. Madison Rain, glass ceiling. Chelsea, uh, Chelsea Green, grass ceiling. Blanchett, sky's the limit. So there's not a lot. Obuchi, glass ceiling. Unfortunately, unless, gla- he, unless he steps away from certain elements and he focuses on himself. Nah, I don't think it's a Ray Mysterio always been a glass ceiling, but freedom. Ray Mysterio is the epitome of freedom in wrestling. Um, Bandino glass ceiling, Phoenix glass ceiling. The Bucks, there's a limit. 
There's a limit. There's a limit. There, there, there. Nick Aldis, this is his glass ceiling. He doesn't go to WWE. No, and he and he's even stated he's even stated himself, why go there so I could be programmed to do this all over again? Yeah, it's Hell not worth no. it for him, and I agree. But here's the dangerous element out of everybody on this motherfucking roster. Cody got programmed to the WWE system. And Cody is a smart kid, and he learned the WWE system. Mm -hmm. He learned how Vince thinks. He's heard the stories of his father talking about every promotion at WCW, NWA. Mm -hmm. He's got a lot of schooling from Dusty. I mean, uh, from Goldust. DDP. Um, Wait, but I'm just sticking with his family. This man is, is technically part of the WWE farm system. He has been buried Mm-hmm. In the WWE farm system. Mm-hmm. He has been given an opportunity and then got buried again. Everything they threw in front of him, he did. Stardust was supposed to be a joke. He actually got it over. Yep. That's not easy. You got to look at the Undertaker gimmick. On anyone else, that shit would not have worked. Of course not. It takes a, 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 You can't get rid of the Undertaker gimmick, even if you wanted to right now. So when you look at Cody... That's what makes him different from everyone else here. Could you have could you have ever imagined, and I'm just saying it like this, could you have ever imagined back in the day someone saying, Oh, Andre the Giant would never go over in any fucking territory that you would ever place him in? You could say that about any talent. You just have to wait for them to go over. See, that's the trick. Andre the Giant was not a great wrestler. But look how over he look how he, over he was. Right. We we all know that the the, the guys who were not the great let me tell you something. I could on purpose let's say I was in the WWE, and I got this rule. When wrestlers narrow their shit down to four to five and six moves, that's when they become world champions, and that's when they become the elitists. Um, and when you when you sit there and you think about it, simplicity is king. Mm-hmm. When Hogan mastered his four moves, he was the man. Right. Um, but Hogan wasn't a great wrestler. Andre the Giant might be one of the worst wrestlers in history, but one of the greatest presentations you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? I, I I like Andre the Giant. I think he's I think he's phenomenal. His documentary is phenomenal. Who he is is phenomenal. What he's been through was phenomenal. What he's been through was phenomenal. But the dude was not a great wrestler. Phenomenal feat. Phenomenal thing to see. Phenomenal individual to gawk your eyes at. Mm-hmm. Big Show can jump off the third rope. Big Show can move. Big Show can do drop fucking kicks. He can do moonsaults. But he ain't no Andre the Giant. He, no. And he's in better shape and move better than that man. He is not that Andre the Giant. Right. He knows how to get himself over for a power bomb. Mm-hmm. Slipped up one time, learned his lesson, got yep. himself over. Mm-hmm. But imagine if Andre the Giant had poor White's ability. Now, you know, and 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 I want to say this, and I want people to think about it. On an interview with uh, Peter Rosenberg from Hot ninety seven, when he got interviewed, when he interviewed um, Mark Henry, Mark Henry said, "What's that crazy old nigga?" Jim Cornette Jim said, Cornette. "Do you know who the greatest of all time is?" He said something I don't know. He didn't couldn't figure it out. He goes, "Andre the fucking giant." He goes, "There's no one's gonna surpass Andre the giant." as great as old Hogan and Austin and this, that, and the other, Andre the Giant is the greatest of all time. And when you sit back and you think about it, whether he was a horrible wrestler or not, there's still no one who filled Andre, Andre's presentation People shoes. People spent money 
worldwide to go see Andre the Giant. Right. They did. Worldwide. Yeah, he was. Is that your phone? Oh, it's your phone. Yeah, that was his talent everywhere. And the next Stone Cold Steve Austin we get, or next Rock we get, is not going to be in WWE. He's going to be a person who rides the indies on a large scale. Yeah. And though he may end up in the WWE or this, that, and the other, that, and I don't mean Stone Cold Steve Austin as in a look. I mean Stone Cold Steve Austin as the pop. You know what I'm saying? Wrestling is still at an all-time low. But the business has never been bigger than ever. Right. Um, and we talked about that off camera. Mm-hmm. And this is a good lesson. All due respect, I, this is going to be motivational to a lot of indie feds. Yeah, because now they got to step their game up. Now they're going to have to really show and prove that anybody that wants to be a wrestler, they can make it. There's no excuse now. Well, hold on. Let's, let's keep it real. We are not all built equal. No. So not everybody who puts on those titles or tights are going to make it. You still need it. No matter what we say, if you take Cody and the Bucks, Cody does have an it factor. We always knew it. Mm-hmm. Um, Omega has an it factor. You know what I'm saying? Rey Mysterio has an it factor. So Okada got an it factor. Stephen O'Mell, I mean, um, you hear me? Christopher Daniels. Yeah, Steve, no, Stephen O'Mell, Christopher Daniels do not have an it factor. Well, I, let's be for real. That nigga's dead on arrival. Phenomenal talent, great wrestler. That's not the person you put in your main event, but that's the person you put in your mid card to get you to the main event. Okay, right. That's what I'm saying. Um, Stephen O'Mell, Hollywood it factor. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So the females, I don't see any it factors on any of them on this Hangman card. Hangman Page. Has an it factor to him. I'm 50-50. but you know, it's, it's, he's getting there. He's getting there. But the but the Briscoes, it factors. Though they might have missed out on a lot. Yeah, and and they should have they should have gone to, to the, the E to the dance. But then they probably would have been buried there, man. I don't think so. You know why? Because Vince loves these dirty, scrungy type niggas. Or the Wyatts wouldn't have gotten the opportunities they got. Vince does have a gimmick style he does love. And mm-hmm. those two niggas right there, that's what that motherfucker loves. Okay. So now if we can talk what I'm about, saying? Yeah, and if we can talk about spicing up that tag division there. Those are the two to do you it. You need to bring them in there. Because um unfortunately sanity is dead on arrival. It's over for them. They just ate a uh, they just ate the ugliest pin ever. But we're not gonna talk about them. Right, Who gives a fuck? Right. Um but the indie scene is going to flourish and me and you talked off camera on this, and I didn't want to talk on it in the beginning, but I'm going to say it now. If you guys are going, everyone's going to be inspired on Saturday. Everyone wants to see themselves in a spot. But don't eat WWE storylines. No more invasion angles. No more undisputed champions. No more using the title, intercontinental title using United States championships. If you're going to name your belts, open up the dictionary and learn new words for the word intercontinental. Mm-hmm. Use use United United Islands. Use whatever you got to use. But don't call your belts anything after the WWE championship. Don't buy WWE replica belts and name those your championships. Spend your Spend money. Your money. Invest. This is the time to invest in yourself. If there's 10 guys... Tell everybody to put up a hundred dollars each and spend fifteen hundred and go get a fucking belt made. If you need more belts, you get more belt made. Don't worry about if you're building your company. Don't worry about crowning. Let's look at Billy Corgan. Don't and Billy Corgan has legal reasons for this, but don't fucking put 
create a United States, don't create secondary belts and tag belts. Build everything around the world champion. And then as you begin to make more money, buy more belts. Only create titles for belts that you can get made. I may also say, too, if I can add, mm -hmm. don't be afraid to do tournaments. Don't be afraid to... Well, everyone does tournaments. Right. You know what I'm saying? Everyone does that. But let's say like this. Do global tournaments where you can get the best wrestlers from around the world to come in and to be a part of it. And the reason why I say this, right? I, I look at, for example, I look at the, the, battle, for, the, battle, of, the battle for Los Angeles that Pro Wrestling Guerrilla has done for the last couple of years. They've gotten like the pick of the litter from all corners of the globe to participate. I got you, but what about the guys who are just 10 guys in Seattle and they can't get a global tournament? They can't get those. See, the guys I'm talking to are the guys who already paid their money and they're waiting to watch the match. Think about all the guys we know in indie scene. They can't get these global guys, but can they build to something? Yeah, yeah. Th those are those ten guys come together. Everybody put on. If you guys could smoke weed and buy a bottle of Jack, and a, if that bottle of liquor costs fifty bucks, that could have been fifty bucks you put to that world title. Mm -hmm. Build. This is the, and this is a formula. You don't have to listen to me. This is just the Dietrich Davis formula. Build your world title. Build the world champion. If it takes you two years to get tag belts, then wait two years and save up and get tag fucking belts. Mm -hmm. I think people are so concerned with belts that they forget to build it. And you're looking at a show that's not about belts. This show is only about one title, and that is the NWA championship. Mm -hmm. When you look at uh, what, what what's the name is done, if you notice, there are no tag championships. There are no this. Billy Corgan has given us just one champion. And I think if we focus on building one person as the champion, whether you have tag matches or this, that, and the other, you're solidifying your company. And your company is only as good as his world champion, and the champion is only as good as his booker. Build that world champion. Get a belt made. Okay, you can only get a, a certain type of belt. Don't buy any WWE repl replica right. belts. Go on eBay, find an odd-looking belt, spend the $500 on the odd-looking belt because there's some indie belts that show up on there and you can grab that belt good as hell. and it's dope and you can do it. You know what I'm saying? Actually look for people who had old feds who are not using their their um their titles anymore. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? And I think that was our issues back in the day mm -hmm. that we were more focused on having champions than... You know what I'm saying? Than having anything else. And if you guys don't believe me, go on eBay, look up real wrestling belts, and go find one. It does just stay away from that WWE shit and that old ECW shit and this, that, and the other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, stay there, away from the NWA championships. There was a time, like I I'm I'm going back to mm -hmm. my, my my first student exhibition, and I was saying this on a on a um on a podcast I was on many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. The thing that changed my mind about stepping my game up in wrestling was I observed things that was going on inside the locker room. I didn't um, notice at the time because I figured, oh, okay, well, we come up in there, we're going to do our thing and so forth and so forth. But when I got inside the locker room with other professional wrestlers at the time, and this was 1997, I'm watching and I'm observing all these guys on the other end of the locker room just doing what they're doing. And I seen a trophy championship belt at the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm and I'm saying to myself, well, shit, we can probably
put in some money to get one of these trophies. What was it belts. called? The regional championship? It was just the arena. <laughs> it was the arena Puerto Rico belt. The right, arena, right. The arena Puerto Rico heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. And it was an old school trophy style belt, like the old school WWF tag, WWF Intercontinental. Oh, but like was, that old it, United like, States championship. It was, it's like it was. It was trophy made. It looks like you know you go to a trophy shop, you get the eagle up there. You yeah, you get a or you get a circle on it and get yeah, some you know, some something you get etched a in reef stone and all this other stuff. And it had like the little plates and everything. It looked like the the belt that Pedro Morales was um was carrying around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it was something. You know what I mean? That made me realize, like, yo, I don't ever want to wrestle for a piece of fucking cardboard. I don't ever want to do that. But again. but hold on, you gotta work your way. You gotta work if you're your wrestling way up. for the pe- with a piece of cardboard, at least work your way up. You, right. I can't argue with what you work with, but if you're gonna build something, build your champion. Right. Everything else is secondary, even if it takes you a year. Of course, you know. But that was the idea that was driven in my head. Like, okay, I can't copy what i see mm-hmm. i gotta be original and that, let me tell you so it's, it's in a lot of people's heads but it's time to when it's time to put the money up that's when the situation changes and these mm-hmm. guys a lot of these guys are not working with money if you go to a wwe show don't buy the wwe championship hold out to go get yourself your own custom belt because if you and three friends go spend 4.99 on a WWE championship and three of you walked away, that fifteen hundred was your world title. You get what I'm saying? I got you. That fifteen there's gonna be three guys who goes into Hell in a Cell, wherever state is gonna be in, and they're gonna spend fifteen hundred on their world title. They're gonna spend fifteen hundred amongst the three of them and then wanna start a Fed and they're using those belts. Use that fuck it. Go use that to buy a belt. Wait the wait the three months for the belt to be made. Mm-hmm. Wait for that. Go get yourself a big gold belt that doesn't have the WWE logo on there and go get your Federation's name sold. To, uh, go get a plate made and put your, instead of putting the person's name on it, put the Federation's name on the fucking plate. The big gold belt is a universal world title at this point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Do something, but do what you got to do to make sure you do this and build your world champion. I know I said that six or seven times already, but I think people don't understand. Build your world champion. Build your world champion. Fuck the tag. Fuck everything else. All of that can follow suit. And then when you learn where your guys are strongest at, then you can do other shit. But a mm-hmm. lot of people, they have to learn that. And another thing, if you indie fed, stop doing this shit in your backyard. Go find a place. Actually go to a school. Mm-hmm. Even if you got to learn the basics. You go learn the basics, and then you teach your friends the basics. Pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Go do it. And actually fucking practice. I remember that uh, a guy named, uh, I'm just going to say a talent from uh, 2KW Wrestling. From I remember that play. I remember that, that's a New York Fed, indie right? Fed. It wasn't uh, great, but it was a Fed. These guys used to run their shows over there off of um, 116th and Pleasant. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been, I challenged one of those guys to come down to Arena Puerto Rico and to train with me for a day. Right. And if you like it, sign your own board. He went in there, he trained, got banged up. He felt the difference in what it was like from bang from doing bumps in a park to doing doing bumps and learning and training inside of a ring. Mm-hmm. And I didn't hear back from him since. But when I turned on Manhattan Neighborhood Network, he was doing all the falls and everything that I taught him out in that park. Right. But also we have to remember, fuck challenging somebody. 
fuck, and I don't mean that like that. Fuck challenging them. Let them find a way. I don't believe in going up to someone and saying, well, I dare you come there. If it's in your heart, you'll find the wrestling ring to go train in. And a lot of people need to go find a wrestling ring to go train in. As simple as that. And But this is, and I think people, if you're going to go into this business, it does not happen overnight. No. Put 15 years aside. You know what I'm saying? It's going to take some time. And you're going to be a weakened fucking warrior Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. But we can go on and on about this. I think this is going to be a good show this weekend. Word. It could be a five-finger stinker, or it could be one of the best things that happen in professional wrestling. We don't know the outcome until there's an outcome. So I'm not going to prejudge it. I'm 50-50. If it works, I'm all for it. If it's shitty, I'm all there to keep making it. I'm I'm there to put my foot in the burial system. Mm -hmm. It's not a big show. I think it's about a a three-and-a-half-hour show, counting the pre-show. Right. Um. I want to know what the the real numbers are on WGN, and I, I can't wait to he- hear how much they sell, and will they be selling it all weekend? Because even though you brought up the, as I was just doing some research, even though you brought up, it really looks like segments are going to be played on New Japan. Mm-hmm. Cody, they got to make their money back. So I think over the weekend, they might sell. for. I, I think we need them let Saturday, Sunday, and Monday happen, mm-hmm. and then everything else will take place. You get what I'm saying? Correct. We they we have to let the Mondays happen, and then we got to remember matches are going to be spilled immediately online within minutes of them. Word. Within minutes, so we already know there's a YouTube crowd who's just going to sit back, mm-hmm. and the per and do and does the Fight Network have the power to track down who's playing the shows live on YouTube? Mm. You get what I'm saying? They don't. We got it. We got to see that, man. The we E gotta. is a monster. You know what I'm saying? They can stop that. UFC is kind of a monster, but does the Fight Network has the machine to chase down the YouTubers who are playing it in the corner and this, that, and the other? It's something to see. It's something to figure out. Yeah. But I can't wait to see it. I know you're excited for it. I am, man. I, I hope it's something that becomes successful. But I do understand. This could be a five finger stinker waiting to hap- waiting to happen. Well, fuck. Listen, the new year starts off how you want it to start off. It can either start off good or it can start off lousy. I see all in just as that. It's gonna start off with the expectation that I would hope for it to be. Yeah. See, and that's the thing. I'm going into it with no expectations. I'm just going in. Let's see what happens. I'm one of the, I, look. I come from the world of television. So a blockbuster film on paper may not be a blockbuster film on video and screen. And as me and you talked off camera, I'm very big about visuals and being very strategic with it. Um, This card, if this was a WWE show, we would be bearing it. But because of the element around it, we're going, this is a phenomenal card. Or we would blame WWE's booking because WWE has had phenomenal cards, and then the storylines and bookings has fucked shit up. But yeah. the storylines are right. It seems like the stars won't line up until zero hours over, mm-hmm. and the main card begins. Exactly. And again, the stars only line up when they get to the garden. So for as we as me and you both know, we need Cody to get that world title, and we need him with both titles. But Mark, I don't mean to keep you too That's long. That's all right, brother. It's all right. We've been yapping for two hours and ten minutes. Um, for people uh, who are going to listen to this, 
I'm going to have this show up within the next hour and a half. Uh, Mark, please go promoting crazy. I will promote this thing like I ain't got no damn sense. Yeah, I don't care. Ten times tomorrow on Twitter. Ten times tomorrow on Facebook. I'll send you the picture so mm-hmm. you can put it up on Instagram. And would you mind putting the... Um, I, I'm doing business on camera, people. I just want you to know. Would you mind putting the show link in your Instagram so they can click on it? Yeah. And when it says website? I think so, yeah. yeah even if you just do it for this weekend. All right. Just when you go into edit, you can put... That. I'll show you how to do that and this, yes, that, sir. and the other. All right. But this weekend, I want you guys to share this show. Share it, share it, share it. Um, hopefully, by next year, we could be a part of StarCast if there's an all-in, too. Word. And stuff like that. Um... We thank you so much. We appreciate you. I'm DJ Davis. I'm Mark Morell. And um, this was, let me go to it, episode 26 of Wrestlers with Experience. I think I'm going to title this show. Um, all Out for All In? All Out for All In. So I think I said that earlier, right? Yeah. yeah. All Out for All In. Um, we know it's a slow burn. We, congrat- we thank you guys. Mm-hmm. Please send us your questions. To WW, oh, you hear me? Dietrich Davis on demand. You can go to Dietrich Davis on demand and send us your wrestling questions if you want, or you could just email us directly at ddod team ddod at gmail.com. Um, hit our Instagrams if you want to mm-hmm. comment under it. Um, I'm going posting crazy for this show over the next two days. Yeah, man. Um, even after the event, come back and listen to the podcast. Tell right, us man. what you think. Um, your feedback is most important to us. Um, we're in, in, we're Pat. Where our show is officially legal enough to drink because we're over twenty one. Even though we're missing our our twentieth year, that's our blackout year. Or they shut us shit down. But um, I really want this to ride out. We were getting the, the YouTube thing together. YouTube just allowed us to go live. They took it away from me on our first video. So hopefully around late September we'll be going live on YouTube. Um, but we're not focusing on the YouTube channel at all. Right. We're not it's not in our concern. Our concern is um finding us and listening to our podcast. As of right now, you can find us on iTunes. Just go into your go in your iTunes browser, your podcast app. If you're using it on your phone, you go in there, you type in wrestlers with experience, it'll come up. And if you want, and if you're on Google Play, you do the same thing. You go, you go in the Google Play app, you press podcast, and you go into Wrestlers with Experience. Mm-hmm. We're officially going to be on Stitcher in a few days. Right. So you go into Stitcher, you type in Wrestlers with Experience, and the ch- the the uh, the channel will be labeled as Dietrich Davis on Demand. Um, me and Mark put a lot of work into this. We what, want what to about focus the other on one, this. Man? Uh, oh, the other podcast. Yeah, uh, oh, fuck us on that one. Oh, I'm no, focused Google, on this one. Google Google Podcasts. Oh, Google Podcasts, we're not up there yet, but we will right. be up there. We have the Google Podcast. I thought you were talking about the other podcast we no, no, do. No, no it's Google about podcast. us right we, now. We, we, yeah. you know, and if you want to listen to another podcast, another podcast on the Dietrich Davis on the man is The Important Nobodies. Um, we're flagrantly disrespectful, but but we but we care on that show. Um, so I'm not going to make this ending long-winded. We thank you guys for sharing the last two hours and 14 minutes with us we hope you enjoy the video if the video component is correct you should be able to download i'm going to test this out as the first video episode you can download on itunes and google play Mm -hmm. um i'm just going to put some graphics in there i'm going to be working overnight to make sure this works thank you guys so much